0: Still recording, that is. And has that got a can you see my waveform?
1: I can see your waveform,
0: I can feel your heartbeat. I can see your wave. What is a waveform if not an oral heartbeat?
1: Yeah, what is a heartbeat if not a waveform for the body? Do you have another one of those? I
0: can get you one, I would love one. All right.
1: Hey Joe's just, I don't know, he's editing this episode, so he might cut this out, but he's gone to get me a kombucha because uh, as host as as host he's hosting me at his house, he did not offer me one until I until he got all comfortable.
0: All right. Well hello everyone. Welcome to Film Franchise Fortnite on the Cold Pops podcast. You may be sensing a bit of different energy in the room. Um, and that's because we're in the room together, aren't we, Richard?
1: Mm, with you, the audience.
0: Yeah, you're here with us, and it is um a mild summer day here in Ototahi, Christchurch, New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And Richard's down from Auckland. Yeah. And I'm puffed. I'll say. I can tell. It. I'm yeah. puffed because Richard just asked me for a kombucha.
1: We it, have it all on tape.
0: We ha- we do have it all. I don't, should we keep that in maybe? I think maybe it's like a pre-credit scene. A pre- Help, a pre-credit scene, aka
1: the whole thing. A boring <laughs>
0: intro that people are going to turn off. <laughs> well, I mean, a pre-credit
1: listen. scene is just the main feature, isn't it? I guess so. Um it's funny being in the same room as you. Mm. You get a lot more sense of um, and I'm I'm doing it too, so it's fine. But how different your podcast voice is from your speaking voice,
0: right? Yeah,
1: I feel like you're screaming All right, at me. So
0: what's my my normal voice would be like this? Yeah. Hey man, so you want to do the podcast now? I guess. You're you're putting on a voice. You're putting on a non-podcast voice.
1: <laughs> so so for like the podcast is my true self and yeah, then everything else, that's the mask that I wear. You
0: are the Batman of Podcasting. I am laid back on my bed, which is such a comfortable way to yeah. do this that I never do. I'm always at my computer. Just horribly uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so this is film franchise fortnights on the Cold Pop Show podcast and as, the, as we didn't discuss this beforehand, is this our film franchise f-
1: Fortnite's finale? Yeah, I mean, I, I I didn't think it needed to be discussed, but yeah, I guess.
0: So this is the last one for the year. We're, we're going to take a tiny little break, uh, presumably
1: for the year, maybe ever.
0: <laughs> well, <if> that's <laughs> the case at the end of every year. Uh,
1: yeah, um, uh, yeah. So so we will be taking a break after this. We've got our. Um, because like, normally we would do the Marvel wrap-up, but you haven't even seen half of it. I never watched Secret Invasion. Mm. And I think we're just going to fold it into like the end of year most disappointing. Mm. Um, which isn't called that anymore. Yeah, what's it called?
0: It's just called every movie we watched. Yeah.
1: And so, yeah, we've got that, we've got, which are usually two-parters, and then we've got the most anticipated, which is two-parters every, as
0: well. Y- every film we will watch in yeah, 2024.
1: Yeah, yeah. and. Then usually one or two other things is usually a sample pack.
0: I reckon the the episode coming out after this one will be a sample pack. <laughs> I'm just predicting that now mm. because I'm looking at my week ahead and I would like some relaxation. Yeah, right. yeah,
1: right. because this episode that we're recording now, as you're listening to it, is coming out on Christmas Day, yeah, and then so the next one would be New Year's Day, I think, right. right? And then yeah, I mean, I don't really have any time to podcast or to edit a podcast,
0: nor do I, Richard, because I am going on a vacation.
1: Wow, oh, you could say you're going on a holiday,
0: yeah, or holiday. I mean, you're kind of here on a Christmas vacation, a cr-
1: anyway, break, yeah.
0: Which is which is why. Um, did we land on this one, or was it voted? This for? was
1: voted by Patreon's uh, patrons who we asked for. We, we didn't. It's getting to the point where it's too restrictive to say has to be a Christmas franchise or a Christmas entry, even because mm. yeah, I mean, like Christmas Vacation is one of the last entries in a franchise we have that is Christmas themed. Yeah, and so we we'd say holiday themed. So it's like, you know, anything that that gives you that sense of togetherness is about Mm. family. We did Frozen one year. We did
0: American Tower last year because it's a Hanukkah franchise, technically.
1: And so, but yeah, I mean, this year happened to be one of the sort of last, you know, truly Christmas franchises. What
0: percentage of the vacation franchise is Christmas themed because there are two, two Christmas. Thirds. So two. Th- what's that? Thirty three percent. Thirty three percent. I reckon thirty three percent Christmas is exactly what we need for to Clara to to classify a cult pop episode as our Christmas special. It needs to be thirty three percent. Right. Uh, Harold coffee.
1: and Kumar was there. Harold and Kumar. There yep.
0: you go.
1: Yeah. What else?
0: Yeah, what else? so you, usually on this podcast, and it'll be no different today, we discuss <laughs> a film franchise in all its uh, glory, and as we just said, this time we're doing the National Lampoon's vacation franchise, yeah. and Richard, I'm not even in front of my computer, so even if I wanted to steal the MC duties yeah. from you, I would have nothing to look at right now, so tell me about National Lampoon. And it's flagship franchise.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. So I also, I'm going to be reading notes off my phone because I'm in AJ's house. Mm-hmm. So uh, apologies if it's a little more uh, disconnected than normal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the National Lampoon is, was a magazine. I believe started as the Harvard Lampoon. And yeah. they would just lampoon the shit out of shit going on it's at Harvard. It's such
0: a boomer word to describe what they're
1: doing. What would you call it?
0: Oh, uh, like if I was trying to- The national to, piss take. The, yeah, right? The national yeah. piss take. Lampoon is Pistakes like- Piss is
1: more a Gen X thing, I think. That's true. It'll be the national meme.
0: The national meme. Because and I think- be The national skibbity. <laughs> like Lampoon, it's one of these things where like- you watch a Roger Moore, James Bond movie, and you can tell that, according to the British filmmakers, what they're doing in this po- moment is very silly. Mm. You know, it's very Boomer to be like, oh, and we'll lampoon them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's too businessy of a I word. I think we should bring back lampoon. I okay, think it's a, let's bring it's a back fun l- word: Lampooning.
1: Yeah. <laughs> when you, yeah, when you uh, turn it into a, a little verb. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah, anyway, I,
0: I didn't do that That's just also a word You yeah, can lampoon Yeah I
1: know but it's funny Lampooning is a funny word Is it
0: because there's poon in it?
1: Well I do not want to say that But yes it, it,
0: Again A word I have not heard used To describe the thing it means In a long time Poon Poon was, was very popular When I was in high school I
1: mean The, the term Yeah <laughs> Mm. it was very unpopular though. i
0: caught from my experience very unpopular um, <laughs> in real
1: life um but yeah i remember you and i watched the a feudal and stupid gesture
0: i was trying to fucking remember what that movie was called so was
1: i i searched national lampoon on netflix and it came up with oh you wanted to watch chris national lampoon's christmas vacation 2 eddie cousin eddie's big island adventure (laughs)
0: yeah i wanted to watch the most obscure vacation movie yeah
1: but i was like no i wanted to watch the movie you made netflix (laughs) about the history of national lampoon it's quite a good movie it's quite interesting Mm -hmm. i felt um interesting thing in it is that joe McHale plays chevy chase who Mm. obviously started with him on community but like watching these vacation films now i feel like has given me almost even more of an insight into like chevy chase as a person and as an idea yeah. than than that did or or what i knew about him beforehand and yeah i think that it's going to be one of the reoccurring themes of this I, i've got a few the first like four movies three or four movies i have a piece of trivia about each one about just what a dick chevy chase is. <laughs> yes <laughs> and yeah i mean like he, he is known as being he stars in these films obviously he's known as being one of the worst people to work with in hollywood right i remember an article a couple of years ago that was like Chivi chase is ready to work again he's like sober and ready to work again but no one wants him mm. and it was literally like he had it, it seems like he was like wow i've been a fucking dick my entire life i want to put this behind me and, and go be on sets again and be mm. the best person i can be and everyone's like no
0: yeah fair enough yeah but also like I don't know if anyone's clamoring for elderly Chevy Chase. Maybe mm. if you turned this new leaf Chevy in the 80s when mm. you were like a bankable leading man, maybe then.
1: But... Or even if you just behaved on community. Yeah, yeah. And been like, oh my God, yeah, Chevy Chase having this second... Mm. This this second period of his career, where he's, yeah.
0: Or it would be like a John Cleese situation where he's just shows up in like the worst shit you've yeah. ever seen. Which is what he's doing, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I guess
1: so. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the vacation series, uh, your National Lampoon's vacation, consists of six films. I think last week we said there was, last, when we rolled it, we said there was only five or not. I thought but...
0: there were like eight. Yeah. So I, I was quite surprised to hear there's
1: only six. <laughs> it's interesting because I knew about Cousin Eddie. It's a so big vacation. I. But I just I think I didn't know about Vegas Vacation.
0: I knew that it went. Here's what here's what I knew beforehand. Mm-hmm. I knew the first one was called Vacation yep. or National Lampoons Vacation. I knew I had seen Christmas Vacation and I knew it was not the second
1: one. Yeah, right.
0: And I knew that there were more, yeah. and I knew there was Cousin Eddie's Big Island Adventure. Um, because that's the one, that's an anomaly. You know? yeah, so yeah. you recognize that. And I knew there was the 2015 reboot. I, if you, I, I would have guessed that it would have gone more than like, cause so, so what are they? Let's say the yeah, title. So there's
1: National Lampoon's vacation, National Lampoon's European vacation, National Lampoon's Christmas vacation. Vegas vacation. Now I didn't forget to say national lampoon no, there. It's we'll not talk part about of the it, title. We'll yeah, about. No, don't worry, You'll get it. National Lampoons, Christmas Vacation Two, Eddie's Big Island Adventure. Cousin. Cousin sorry it's Big Island Adventure. And vacation.
0: Yes. And I would have guessed until this week that there were two more something vacation movies.
1: Even when you were halfway through watching them for the Absolutely, yeah. (laughs) That that Chevy
0: Chase had been in. Because European and Vegas had not stuck in my mind. I just knew that they, they were there somewhere, but I didn't
1: know what they were called. Yeah. But so the first film, yeah, came out in nineteen eighty three, was directed by Harold Ramis, uh, written by John Hughes, mm-hmm. and what do you think it is on Rotten Tomatoes? Interesting question. For all of these, very interesting questions, mm-hmm. because these, these, this one
0: and Christmas Vacation, I feel like live in the hearts of of red blooded Americans, mm-hmm. right? I feel like Americans freaking love these
1: movies. They but, love Chevy Chats.
0: But I also think that these are also the kinds of movies that critics don't really like. Yeah. So, let's go for the first one. Ooh, let's go 65.
1: So, this is, I think, one of the most surprising Ron Tomatoes scores we've had since maybe Spy Kids. It's got
0: 94%. Right, okay. Yeah. So, it it, it it did come out. At, if this came out now, this would get 64% on Ron Tomatoes.
1: yeah. People will be like, that's just the same movie. They'll
0: be like, that's the same movie. Why is Chevy? Ch- well, I know how old Chevy Chase is.
1: So. <laughs> yeah, why, why are you trying to kid me? <laughs> but yeah, the it's based on a, a short story, Vacation 58, by John Hughes, and we, which was written for the National Lampoon magazine. Uh, and uh, we do have a, our unpaid intern has read that story and compared to the films. And so we'll come to that in a bit.
0: Uh, vacation 58 again 58 yeah you're part of the national lampoon john yeah, yeah, yeah. hughes you old bogey <laughs> yeah so so
1: the, the the period wasn't like it didn't come out in 58 it was a short story from early 80s or something about oh yeah i yeah. remember back in my yeah in but if you're yeah.
0: nostalgic for 1958 yeah, exactly yeah like i think um what's so funny about national lampoon generally as well is that it has these things in it which are so like old fashioned, so traditional in mm. a lot of ways. And then the well, comedy—it's like a, a nuclear family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the comedy is so mean spirited. Mm. It's so mean spirited and crass and rude and like it is not the type of comedy we we make nowadays.
1: You know. No, today's comedies are all woke. Thank God, compared to National Lampoon. <laughs> uh, what is the What is the film about, though, Azure? It is about a man
0: named, played by Chevy Chase, and his name is Clark Griswold, and he is as you say the he's part he's the the father in a nuclear family yeah. so the the franchise broadly is very like every man is an island like you own your family you you like there's a there's a sense of ownership that Clark Griswold has over his like the pride he has over his family, mm. that means that he takes them on vacation, and yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And so, uh, yeah, this one, they decide he decides he's going to take his family, which consists of his wife, his son, and his daughter. He's going to take them to a theme park called Wally World, which is, they're coming from Chicago. Chicago and Wally World is in L.A la um and wally world is sort of like a stand-in for disney world i guess um it's a moose named wally or something very little is actually revealed about what wally actually is yeah um and yeah they go on a road trip to get there and the road trip is it goes well presumably well you would think (laughs) but no basically anything that can go wrong does go wrong it is a fairly this feels like a blueprint kind of movie. Like this was one of, if not the first of its kind, and yeah. it's it's just interchangeable sketches that happen to these characters yeah. on a on a road on a road trip. Um some of them are relatively grounded and some of them are ridiculous that they borderline break the movie uh, and that's what it's well, I like think it's, for six uh, movies it's <laughs> yeah yeah
1: it's slapstick at its very core yeah. like it, like what you're talking about about the grounded and some being grounded some being super wacky mm. that it's like yeah that, that's sort of inherent in slapstick i think and part and especially like you know, what I said earlier about, like, getting this real insight into Chevy Chase. Because, it's especially it's come out, like, uh, recently he was on Mark Maron's podcast. And he's like, yeah, Community wasn't funny. And it's like, <laughs> okay, now I know what Chevy Chase's sense of humor is.
0: Yeah. No, exactly. That's yeah. such a good way to put it.
1: Because it's like, and it is slapstick. And, you know, there's there's not, re- not really anything wrong with slapstick as a genre. Mm. But, like, it's the falling down. And it's, it's stuff he did on Community every now and then but like i said like one of his famous sort of series of sketches on snl was his impression of ronald reagan who was president at the time Mm. and it was just that he just fell down a lot like it was just a giant slapstick thing and i guess it was to be like oh reagan's clumsy but like he would do an address and then get up and like fall over the desk and like that was the entire sketch just him doing his slapstick comedy
0: that's why he's the king dude yeah man i think that
1: um, well, but I, I will say that I think I think Chevy Chase, especially in these and like in the early films, is great at physical comedy. There's so many mm. like great things that like take a master of the art to nail. My favorite joke in the franchise, <laughs> mm. which was like in the first minute or two of the first film, is and this was like I, I went into this just expecting to hate it, mm. and I was gonna like oh it's gonna be such a slog. It's like dated, problematic comedy from the '80s. But then the opening is like he's buying a new car. From this salesman played by Eugene Levy, and a very young, Eugene very young Eugene Levy. Levy, and he, um, he doesn't get the car he wants, and then meanwhile they're impounding his car, and he's like, "Well, look, look, if you can't give me that car, I just, I just want my old car back, and it's been crushed." But he, and they, they load it up behind him. He's like, "All right, yep, yeah, I'll take my business elsewhere. Off I go." And so there's one way to play that scene is, like, he turns around and goes, oh my god, what the hell happened to my car? Which is funny, like, you know, you could overplay that reaction. The other way is that, like, he goes, opens the door fully, and tries to get in, and, like, doesn't notice that it's been impounded. But, like, the exact moment that he notices that his car has been crushed is, like, perfect timing. Mm. He, he, he unlocks the door... From like reaching through where the, like the window has been crushed out of the place <laughs> and then unlocks it. And then when he goes to grab the handle, he's like, what? <laughs> and it's, and I was like, damn. And I, I cackled. I, I was like, there's.
0: Well, that, that's what I wanted to say because yeah, I had a certain expectation for what this movie was going to be like. We've played this game before, Richard. Look at something like Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, and I yeah. think I was kind of like expecting it like that. And if and I think we get every now and then we um anger the fan base somewhat, I think, of called yeah. Popsha because there are, we've got a few fans who are a bit older than us and we've got a lot of American fans for which yeah. these national lampoon is an institution. That's yeah, right. a well
1: it's a national treasure.
0: It's a national Yeah. See I and, was
1: I was thinking I was gonna try and then I I just went, no.
0: And I, failed. I followed you in there, and when I got to the end, you were gone already. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, all right, I'll leave too then. <laughs> um, it, well, what my point is, is that like, I think some people sometimes think maybe we're a little bit unwilling to... Uh, we don't have a sense of humour, or we certainly don't have an American sense mm. of humour. But hey, look, for all of these movies' problematic jokes,
1: of which there are
0: plenty, but certainly not... I can't think of anything that really like skyrocketed my alarm bells.
1: Nothing, yeah, like way less than I would have thought.
0: Yeah. I'll say this. Chevy Chase is is really good at doing them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Chevy Chase is really good in them. I didn't find them unfunny. I found National Lampoons Vacation, if we're comparing it to something like Revenge of the Nerds, same time period. yeah, Roughly, yeah. So much funnier than Revenge yeah, of the Nerds. Exactly, yeah, hard God, hard. so much funnier. Um and I uh, until about just after the halfway mark, I was like, "I had a pretty good time with these movies." Like, yeah. like I, I think there is something about them that really appeals to me, and it's it's this whole AJ always talks about titles kind of thing. Mm. But it's it let's let's dissect my title obsession because the title mm-hmm. obsession is a surface for what I'm more interested in, which is like. The idiosyncrasies of a franchise.
1: Patent right? recognition. Huh? Patent recognition.
0: Patent recognition. Pattern. Patent recognition. <laughs> I thought you were saying patent. Yeah. And I was like, I, we can patent it if you want, that yeah. I'm recognizing these things.
1: But Just no, let's patent the word recognition.
0: <laughs> I like neat, categorizable yeah. things. And a series where each of the films is something vacation. Mm that's pretty appealing to me. (laughs) Um, And so it is, it is, you know, we talk about, I feel like, I feel like there've been plenty of times where like one of us has pitched a sequel for continue the franchise or a series of sequels that is embracing the sausage getting made nature of do it again in a different location, time period, whatever. Right. And Vacation is kind of one of the only pure examples of this just happening already, you know. Yeah, usually, yeah. we're pitch. Usually, I'm saying the mask should have had sequels that yeah. that defined the time period they were released in, you know. Mm. But it's like with vacation, and the vacation movies go for like over like fifteen years in the golden age. I would say is, is yeah, all
1: well, of the the original series. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So like over a long period of time. Chevy Chase made the same movie four times Mm. but tinkered with one of the elements each time and that's great job great idea they're not all as good as each other but it's like I the reason I'm as I said before I thought there were like eight of these I kind of would pretty happily watch like National Lampoon's uh I don't know Scandinavian vacation, mm. you know. I chose that specifically because I think National Lampoon's African or Asian vacation would have been
1: a shit
0: show. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and I'm glad they didn't make yeah, that. There was I, I'll, but th- those yeah, are the obvious. they will probably come up
1: later on, but there was um, Chevy Chase at one point pitched Australian vacation, right? Yeah, that um, would have worked. Yeah, and but yeah, anything Asian or African, it's like they're not going <laughs>
0: to. Not, it. Let's not leave them, let's not let you let's not Chase do this. Yeah,
1: so the. It, it is like like those well that it's like take the National Lampoon branding off of it, but it's like it's crazy that well, there's Well the a fourth film. one did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um you that you have a film, one of the most popular films of the eighties mm. is essentially just called Vacation. What's the plot? A family goes on vacation. Mm. Things go wrong. And it's like I feel like with you know what it reminds me of? What? Eat the witch. Where a, it's like a short film, a that short I film you it. made where it, or when people where witches are getting ordained mm. nowadays, you have to pick really specific things to be, to have dominion over yeah. because all the good ones are already taken. But it's like, I feel like you can't make a movie just about a nuclear family going on vacation now because it's like. We've run out of, we're not interested in that anymore as a society. Mm. And, you know, take Vacation 2015 as an example of that. Well, here's
0: the the mistake Vacation 2015 made, right? I'm going to tell you a little anecdote from my life, my professional life. Wow. In, I want to say, 2017, it may have been late 2016, I was part of a production crew, and we got commissioned by Haraway's Oats which is like New Zealand Quaker <laughs> <laughs> um, to make a commercial for them. Right. Yeah. I don't know if I, have I shown you this before?
1: No, maybe you you telling me about a couple of other ads, but
0: I wrote a script for a, a televised commercial, which is kind mm. of this cool, like thing to my name that I yeah. just
1: don't really tell people. So, like it was made.
0: It was made. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and one of the, we, it was basically like a family is getting ready for school, for work, for whatever. And Haraway's oats is there. And, um, I can't remember what all black it was but an all black comes out of, this is a rugby player in New Zealand yeah. comes out of the oats packet and, cause, because he's like they got the celebrity
1: because the oats for, for, are strong or something, something. Right? <laughs> and, the,
0: and the first note we got back from Haraways was like Families don't breakfast time does not look like how you've written it anymore. Yeah, right. Right. So we had written again like a nuclear family kind of situation. Yeah. And they were like, no, the dad's already gone to work. No. The the parents have to be gay or something. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't like that. <laughs> but like we cast like someone younger than me as a mother of two children. Right. right? And I was 23 at the time. So oh, yeah. so it was like it was supposed to look very modern I- iPad family. The iPad yeah, yeah. family, right? Um, that was their last name. Yeah, yeah. And you can watch the ad if you look up Haraway's Oates. Oh, ben someone. Can't remember. It was a mm. rugby player. He's probably fucking retired now because he'll be like yeah. 25. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. And I thought that was a really interesting note. And to your point that you, you couldn't make vacation now because we don't care about the nuclear family. I think the problem that vacation 2015 makes is it's still about a nuclear family and families look so The nuclear family is, is, is melted down
1: now. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, it's not so much the, the nuclear family thing. It's just that like making a, like make a, a film without a hook mm. that it's like, oh, we're going to like, you you're pitching a film to me. This family wants to go on a vacation. You don't even need to tell me what the family looks like. Mm. And then they go on the vacation and it's comedy yeah like what's yeah, the hook I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know yeah like you need
0: it, it's it's from an era of comedy where the title and concept vacation was not taken
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so you mentioned earlier about wally world being a stand-in for disneyland mm-hmm. and that is one of the the things from the original storyline uh was that it was actually disneyland right and it says legal reasons but one thing i read and like I'm wondering if you can guess one of the. Or what I'm told is the main reason that Disney objected to it being them in the film.
0: Well, I would guess that it's because it's like a sex comedy and that it's. It's an R rated comedy. It's an R rated comedy. So On, only why? the
1: first and most recent one are R rated. Really? Yeah, yeah, the rest aren't.
0: They certainly seem like they should be. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's I a different would, time. No. Is was that why? No. So is it is it because. Um, the, when they actually do get to Wally World at the end of the film, they hold a security guard at gunpoint because so it's closed and they're so desperate. So they hold a security guard at gunpoint so that they can still ride the rides. And he's played by... Um, John Candy. John Candy. You, was you, it John Candy or Chris Farley? John Candy. I always mix those two. <laughs> two fat SNL alumni who died early. Was John Candy
1: on SNL? Wasn't he? I don't
0: know that he was. But- I'm thinking of fucking jim john belushi, belushi yeah. which is the other jim belushi according <laughs> no, to jim <laughs> no yeah jim yeah. belushi that john yeah. so john belushi john candy and chris farley i'm always tripping over those dudes yeah.
1: yeah uh he hosted twice but the uh you mentioned the correct answer there as part of that but apparently yeah disney um just objected to the idea that they would be closed
0: Oh, not the gunpoint. Yeah,
1: because Disney is open three hundred sixty five days a year mm-hmm. until until well, they closed I believe for the JFK assassination and oh, well, for thank COVID. God. Um, yeah, the was well, <laughs> like the day of it. They were like, guys, people like,
0: should not be riding the teacups right now. The yeah, president yeah. is dead.
1: No, the, no, the, like they closed it the the day the morning of before it even happened. They closed it for the JFK. Wow, assassination
0: Wow, that's very thoughtful of
1: them. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that yeah, that's interesting that it's like. It it feels untrue, mm. but it was on IMDb trivia, so it's obviously true. Well, yeah, yeah. So, uh, producer originally um, were hesitant because they said it's it's too episodic,
0: and it is. Yeah, and they all are. And
1: John Hughes was like, "Yeah, it's supposed to be episodic." Yeah, yeah, movie.
0: yeah. <laughs> um, I've got sort of an analysis that I'm really itching to get to about Clark Griswold as a character, but it's maybe makes more sense to talk about in the european vacation conversation
1: Mm -hmm. okay um (laughs) okay well be patient (laughs) (laughs) uh well there's one like really important thing that we should get to for this film but Mm -hmm. um less important thing how you know like it's like the first episode Mm -hmm. is um when they take the wrong exit end up in the hood Mm -hmm. and then uh, there's a group of black guys and they Steal like the hubcaps off their cars and give them the wrong directions. Uh, Harold Ramos greatly regrets that scene and says that uh, it's the most politically incorrect sequence he ever shot and that he wouldn't have done it, um, if he'd done it later on or he would have written it out or done something right. more politically correct.
0: Well, 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 <coughs> who said that? Sorry,
1: Harold Ramos. Uh, all of these people except Chevy Chase
0: are dead now, so I don't
1: know. No, no one can
0: answer for their problematic. Yeah, crime. Yeah. Well, that,
1: that's all, like on the DVD commentary, so it's like presumably not right. that long after right. the film, yeah, like it's yeah, not yeah. like. You know, unless it was like a re-release or something like that, it wasn't.
0: Well, they probably didn't record a DVD commentary in 1983.
1: Yeah, probably not. <laughs> so it was, yeah, it would have been probably what early 2000s, maybe 20th anniversary or something like that. 2003. I reckon
0: that sounds likely. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, but yeah, so the, just in time to tie into the release
0: of Christmas Vacation Two, cousin. Yeah, <laughs> Big Island Adventure.
1: Um, so one thing that's important to note about this that about this film that you might find interesting is that so the ending that you mentioned. Uh, where Wally World is closed, they hold John Candy at gunpoint and yeah. then get it to ride all the rides. So the original ending of the film, which tested very poorly with audiences, uh I shouldn't have had that kombucha. Uh <laughs> was uh yeah, tested very poorly. They reshot it and uh the original ending is considered lost media. Right. TV Chase claims to have a VHS of it, wow. but otherwise it's otherwise he lost. Would. Um so in the original, they after Wally World is closed, they go to the Hollywood house of Roy Wally, who's a stand-up for Roy Disney, who was sort of in the 80s, was um, Walt, Walt's brother who was running the theme parks, yeah. etc. Um, Clark points a BB gun at Wally and then forces him as security guard and Wally's business associates to sing and dance Wally World theme songs before the per- police arrive to arrest Clark. The girl in the red Ferrari, who ever mentioned Christy Brinkley in her screen debut, and it's just wow. this hot chick who keeps popping up um, and wants to get it on with Clark. Uh, She turns out to be Wally's daughter and she convinces him not to press charges against Clark on the plane ride home. The Griswolds realize they're on the wrong flight Clark snaps and hijacks the plane.
2: <laughs> this did not
1: go over well with test audiences, so uh, the scenes of the park with John Candy were a last-minute uh, alternate ending filmed over two weeks, four months after the production ended. And if you look closely, you'll see that Anthony Michael Hall, who plays the son, Rusty, mm. is uh, the same height as Beverly D'Angelo, the mum, in the whole film, and then like way taller than her, because he had this massive growth <laughs> spurt in those four months. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but there is um, in the end credits. It shows like snapshots of their vacation, and there's a shot of them on the plane, which is from the original ending. Right, I see. Um, dumb and trivia. Haven't used dollars in a while. Yeah. Uh, the the theme song for the film is this uh, "Holiday Road," which. I fucking love it. It's a great song by Lindsey Buckingham. It was written for the film. Um, and it says, The holiday in Lindsay Buckingham's song Holiday Road is the British word for vacation. Yet the film takes place in America, where holiday and vacation are two different words. Interesting. So let's talk about that, because... Because they're also different words everywhere.
0: Yeah, yeah, technically they are different <laughs> yeah. words. But if you're looking at like something, and maybe this is jumping the gun a little, but something like Christmas Vacation... Does mm. not actually have a vacation in it. Yeah. But if you were to call that movie Christmas holiday, I would have. I wouldn't even realize. Yeah. Because to me, hot the holidays mm. mean the time period as well as going on a holiday.
1: Yeah. yeah. Which is, which is something that we get from British English. I asked in the Discord today if holiday and vacation are synonymous, mm. and they said no, they're not. Right. And that the only like you don't hear about people saying I'm going on holiday, but like unless it's like time off work but holiday refers to like what the day is or like in the calendar Mm. vacation is a trip because in new
0: zealand we we would seldom say vacation in any any context yeah Yeah.
1: like people would know what you meant if you say it obviously but it's like yeah yeah um i do have uh i do want to refer to our unpaid intern vacation marathoner and lost adams family member (laughs) Mm -hmm. rachel Who read the short film, uh, the short story, and watched all the films? I was. I messaged Rachel last night when you and I were watching the films, and I was like, "Oh, by the way, we're we're recording in like twenty hours." And then, so Rachel was like, "Oh, fuck! I have four of these things to watch, so I've watched them all the last twenty hours." Oh my
0: god, Rachel! (laughs) You don't have to. Um, we're
1: glad you do, though. We're glad you do. In the uh in the short story the the mum insists on the road trip rather than flying right interestingly there's it is disneyland in the short story as well Mm -hmm. uh the first line of the short story is if dad hadn't shot walt disney in the leg it would have been our best vacation ever
0: Right, so the
1: short story has the the original ending. The yeah. original ending, right? Uh, they in the movie they start out at Chicago, Illinois, and travel uh, four hundred sixty miles to California. In the short story, they start out in Gross Point, Michigan, and travel two thousand four hundred forty-eight miles to Anaheim. So the film extends their trip by twelve miles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's four kids in the short story. Four kids. Yeah there's uh paddy clark jr missy and a baby named mark um again i'm just as i always do i am skimming over these <laughs> i'm sorry rachel but i do appreciate the the work the 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 scene i mentioned in st louis where they get their hubcap stolen mm. is actually more racist in the uh oh, right it's more problematic uh, but to a different minority group it's uh native american men <laughs> and the dialogue is all written in that very like accented you know like phonetically how, uh, how phon- you would say that phonetically
0: say very the funnest way
1: to be racially, racially,
0: racially. insensitive uh they okay. hold the family
1: at gunpoint while stripping their car apart throwing beer bottles and cans at them and sexually harassing the mum and eldest daughter right very cool
0: <sighs> so it sounds like we're missing out on a lot by not reading this short story for the national
1: <laughs> yeah the uh the girl in the red car is not in the story as well and uh yeah the the ending is very similar to the the original ending i told you um but yeah there's just a bunch of scenes moved around and whatnot so that was a short story written by john hughes john hughes hadn't written another story about a european vacation so he didn't return Mm -hmm. for the second film which was called national lampoon's european vacation came out a year later in 1985 this time directed by amy heckling Amy Hickling, who we've seen before, whose mm. who's filmography I've just sort of slowly
0: seen over the course of my life. Yeah. Uh, because she just pops up in things like the Vacation franchise. She directed... Look Who's Talking. Look Who's Talking. Did she direct the whole trilogy?
1: Uh, she she did, definitely
0: directed Look Who's Talking, too. Yeah, she did all of them, yeah.
1: Um, Clueless, Clueless, Fast Times.
0: Yeah, Fast Times, regiment High. So she's made... Like, for a name, I would say is by no means a, house, a household yeah. name. She has been a part of some, like, massive tent tentpoles in, in pop culture.
1: Yeah, one of these things that it's like, yeah, a, a, a female director before female directors were get really getting their dues, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. And with that lens, boy, is this an interesting movie to talk about, I think.
1: Yeah, because it's like there's amy heckling's films all tend to have a feminist or like a um at least a female positive message let's Mm -hmm. say and yeah it was interesting going into this one and we'll talk about what's about in a sec but yeah a lot of the stuff that it's like uh, especially i thought with like rusty and audrey the two children that it was like it's based like throughout the whole series. I would say that Rusty is more the main mm-hmm. character out of the two children, and there's a lot of and he not necessarily isn't in this one, but there's a lot more like main characterisms given to Audrey. I thought.
0: Um, I I thought as well that Alan. This is Alan's funniest vacation movie. I thought mm. she had. It she, should have been called Alan's funniest <laughs> vacation. <laughs> she was actually given jokes and things in this one, yep. like and again, I I hate to be the male feminist about it but it's like you can if you're looking you can tell that this one was directed by a woman yeah. compared to the others yeah least. yeah exactly um, and
1: how do you think audiences or critics responded to that
0: Oh, probably terribly i imagine <laughs> this is the
1: lowest score of the franchise you think this has the lowest score of the franchise Yeah, i reckon this
0: has a lower score than cousin eddie's bigger
1: <laughs> this is 35 37 on rotten tomatoes
0: we can you don't need to talk for the, the, the scores but what it, like let's, can we go through the scores now i think it's important to, okay, to understand okay okay
1: what do you think uh christmas christmas,
0: christmas vacation tends to be everyone's favorite mm. at least audiences but i reckon that is not so the one with
1: the most staying power because being a christmas film there's a reason to revisit it
0: yeah yeah i reckon it's not more than the first one but maybe like 50 60% 70 Seven to seven. so it's fresh.
1: Mm. Yeah. What about Vegas Vacation?
0: Vegas Vacation will have the lowest of the first four. Mm-hmm. That'll be like 20%. 15%. 15%. Cousin Eddie? Won't have a Rotten Tomatoes score. Doesn't have one. 12% with audiences. <laughs> and Vacation will be like 30 to 40%. 27. Yeah. So I think. 've got Therefore some st- I am I've got exactly <laughs> I've got some stuff to say maybe we should quickly go over the plot they it opens with them um winning like a family fortune kind of game yeah, show pigs whether they're in pig whether they're in pig costumes and the host makes out with the 13 year old so
1: that that is a reference to an actual game show host that did that. Right. He would. There's a. He was the host of Family Feud in the 50s or the 70s. Well, I don't know, some early time period. And there's like really creepy clips of him on YouTube. And he's just like, "Oh, you got a little kiss for me there," and like kisses them on the lips. And it's like, and these, you know, these like 13 year old girls and shit like that. It's fucking gross. Um, and so it's yeah, it's, it's a, it's a. Taking the piss out of it. They, that sorry, makes, sorry. Lampooning, lampooning
0: that. it. That makes it a lot better because without that context, I was like, "Amy Hickling, you are after a bad start yeah. for the female reading I'm going to do of this feminist <laughs> reading. I'm going to do of this film." Um, so they win a European vocation on a whim because vocation. They vo- win a job in Europe. National lampoons vocation, Dimps. European vocation. <laughs> um, so. and so because like the question is like who discovered this part of whatever and the competing family get it wrong and then clark's trying to think and alan says clark and they're like that's correct it was lewis and clark um so they win a european vocation which consists of england france italy italy and
1: germany yeah yeah they got it yeah i mean those aren't all yeah anyway
0: anyway, um so that's that's the setup enjoy ladies and gentlemen um and I thought, like, this is my favorite one. This is my favorite vacation wow. movie. I thought it was super funny. I think there's this real... There's this gag that just made me, like, crack up over and over again, which was when um, they're, they're driving in England for the first time and Clark can't figure it out because you have to drive on the opposite side of the mm. road from what he's used to. And he crashes into three people in a row. <laughs> and the this is a 20-minute scene, right? <laughs> so he crashes into one guy, like, like probably writes his car off the guy gets out and he's such a polite british man that he's like oh don't worry about it old chap and that's enough that's the that's still funny (laughs) they then immediately crash into someone else where the crash is a lot worse but the same thing happens the guy's like no don't worry about it and then they run over eric Idle on a bike (laughs) and he gets up and is like no don't worry about it however no don't worry about it um and just the idea like Okay, and this this joke gets to the heart of why I think European vacation is better than vacation, right? right? Here's what I want to say, and people are going to disagree with me, and mm. that's fine. I'm I'm not. I'm just a feminist. I like this. One. I, I this is this is something I want to explore verbally. <laughs> yeah. Whether people think I'm giving the film, whether I, people think I'm not being fair or not, whatever. Yeah. I think that the thing that kept me back from truly enjoying the first film. Mm-hmm is that it feels like whoever the voice is, whether it's Chevy Chase, John Hughes, or Harold Ramis, mm-hmm. the joke is not... Well, that the joke tends to be, god we're we're straight white american men we can do anything yeah and no one can like we can destroy lives and it's funny because classic us we have this power yeah, yeah, yeah. we have this privilege that's where the joke seems to be is is, is is vacation feels like it's a movie about how great it is to be an american man because mm. look what you can get away. like with.
1: the joke's not on him right exactly
0: yeah. whereas this joke in european vacation it it started me thinking about like how if you told me that i'm about to watch a movie that's from an american perspective where a bunch of americans go around making fun of europeans i'd mm. be like god look who's talking <laughs> Um, but you know what I mean. It's like Amer- <laughs> Americans are just as lampoonable as if all, not if not if, more lampoonable as nationally um, <laughs> as the British. So you see a joke where they go, "British people are so polite; you don- they won't even care if you crash into them." Yeah. And there's a part of me that gets angered by that, and I go, "Well, American people are blah 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 blah, right?" You yeah, know. right, right. But then the movie kind of goes, "Yeah." And so I interpret Amy Hickling's direction of Clark Griswold as a character Harold Ramus's direction is look how great it is to be an American yeah. man Amy heckling's uh, direction is aren't American men ridiculous yeah yeah and everyone's ridiculous including but no no more I would say than yeah. Clark Griswold who who is just becomes a symbol of the America we are all thinking of when we make fun of America you know yeah. and that I think, is why Christmas Vacation is so good, well, why people think it's so good as well, because without Amy Heckling stepping in and being like, Clark should be the joke, yeah, yeah. I don't think Christmas Vacation would would hit as hard as it did because that interpretation of the character, whether Chevy Chase knows it or not, <laughs> is what is kept from the sequel
1: onwards. Yeah, interesting.
0: And so that people, you know, European Vacation feels like it's the the on stranger tides of the vacation it's the one no one remembers it's probably the one no one really talks about maybe vegas is less memorable but i think it is instrumental to the success of particularly christmas vacation and it's one of these things where it's like yeah the first one's probably more recognized and iconic but clark griswold as a character i think when we remember him we're remembering amy amy It's
1: one of those things where like if you when the when it goes into the public domain it'll be like you actually can't Use him being the butt of the joke because that comes in in the sequel. When Clark
0: Griswold enters the public domain. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, that that was my main takeaway was like, this is much better because it's not fun. And Americans took decades to figure this out. They do Mm. it now and it's whatever. But like, it's not fun to watch an arrogant asshole win. Yeah. Right? It's not fun, and Amy Heckling went in, and we were, "What if he fucking eats shit for the way as well?" (laughs) And and like, it's just, it's it's so much more fun to watch these movies thinking of him as a pastiche or a lampoon (laughs) Instead (laughs) instead of him being what he is in the first one, which feels like it's saying like this is just what people are like.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's interesting because it's like part of it, I it's think. self-awareness. There's
0: self-awareness yeah. to the, the sequels that I don't think... Ah, there is self-awareness i would be a fucking loser to say vacation has no self-awareness in it yeah. but i'm just saying it's one of these things where it's I, I, like, I
1: think it's it's turned up yeah because like, I, I i don't think that what you're describing is completely absent from the first film but yeah. um it's interesting you're talking about like the oh you know watching an asshole be an asshole that there's uh, Stephen fry talks about it and i might have even talk, spoke about this on the podcast before but it's actually referring to something in a national lampoon film is, animal house animal house yeah. that like that whole film was. Uh, John Belushi I keep getting mixed up with Jim or John maybe according to Jim will be my thing in 2024 <laughs> but the there's a scene in that where he takes this guy's this guy's playing the guitar very sort of like a hippy hippy dippy mm. kind of playing the, the guitar the exact
0: type of person that boomers in the 80s fucking hate it. yeah exactly But
1: and and John Belushi grabs his guitar and smashes it against the wall, and you go, fuck yeah, like, you shut that guy up. American comedians want to play the John Belushi character. Mm. British comedians want to play the guy getting his guitar smashed. Yeah. Because it's funnier to be- Put upon, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, and I could, I could also start dissecting what I don't like about British humor right now, but I won't, I won't do that right now. But I actually do have some thoughts about that too. But I
1: shall (laughs) save them for another day. (laughs) The British Isles may rest easy tonight. (laughs) I shan't be lampooning them today.
0: (laughs) I guess what I'm saying is like you know the thing where it's like, hey, you know what? Um, a man making an ironic sexist joke is also. It's also just sexist, Mm. right? It's sexist against men. (laughs) You're you're making us look bad. And I think that's how I view First Vacation versus the sequels, is like, yep, I get that you are not unaware that he's an asshole, Mm. but you will... Chevy Chase is just like this (laughs) in real life, you know?
1: Yeah. I I forgot to mention, yeah, I had a, a a piece of trivia for the first one that was um that the one of the opening scenes when they first head out on their holiday and it takes them a while to like back out of the garage and stuff that was filmed on like a a really hot day it was like this this horribly um thing there's um it was yeah the whole thing was filmed during this insane heat wave. apparently um the old woman who plays aunt edna in the film had a stroke on one day and just like couldn't remember what they shot that morning Mm. um and oh fuck but um yeah uh howard Ramos, when the were yeah, were filming that the backing out he, he chubby chase threw a suitcase at harold Ramos, but then apparently harold Ramos just caught it and th- then they were able to like laugh it off and then smooth sailing from then on God. but yeah the um the
0: levels of toxic repression there yeah <laughs> but the, and they're comedians they're supposed to be like in touch with this stuff
1: yeah and uh According to Chevy Chase, he and Amy Heckling did not get along during filming. I bet. Amy Heckling once said that she disliked Chevy Chase so much that uh, like part of her condition for like doing the film was that she refused to step on set unless she had a plane ticket to New York City in her hand so that she could leave any time she wanted. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and i don't know i think looking something like community as well i think chevy chase has to be directed by someone who fucking loathes him for <laughs> yeah, him to yeah, be yeah, like effective yeah. and something yeah
1: what's the, that thing like um what Paul Thomas Anderson does so well, as well, that it's like, and, well, like, um, and the Safety Brothers did with, have both done with Adam Sandler, that it's like understanding why people hate you and using that, mm-hmm. um, for Punch Drunk Love and Uncut Gems. But yeah, the, what I mentioned before about Australian Vacation, this is such a relatable story. That um, Eric Idle and Chibi Chase became friends after filming wrapped Shortly after the release of this movie, Idle and Chase began work up work on a screenplay for a follow up. Called National Lampoon's Australian Vacation. Aside from a few shark-related gags, neither could come up with much, and the project was cancelled. It was abandoned. It <laughs> just to be like, oh, let's like lock ourselves in a room. Like we're not leaving until we come up with Australian <laughs> Vacation. And they're like, what if they get eaten by a shark? And they're like, oh, yeah. What if the shark like gets eaten by another shark? And then you know, piles of cocaine yeah. uh, they've gone through, and yeah. they're like, let's, like, just two guys nothing.
0: who've just never been to Australia. Trying, <laughs> yeah, like, to sharks, sh- sharks, kangaroos. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um did it. you notice in the film uh, all these films are filled with cameos and they get more recognizable to us presumably to you as well <laughs> yeah. um as the films go on because it's like can you believe we got for this film yeah. but there's an interesting one in this that there, there's a scene where they're staying at like a bed and breakfast type thing in the uk and they're they have a shared bathroom and they're talking in the um Ellen's having a bath and she puts this cloth over her eyes. She doesn't realize Clark leave and another guy comes in. It's a great joke. Yeah. I was like,
0: this is a good short film. Yeah. Did yeah. you notice that was Robbie Coltrane? Yeah, I did. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. Hagrid himself. Mm. Uh, I've got a couple of, uh, pieces of uh, diamond. Well, one piece of diamond DB trivia. Uh, in the scene where Clark is enjoying the Italian landmarks after the family leaves him alone, he is standing in front of a building and takes what is believed to be one of the first selfies ever recorded on film. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Oh but it's like I bet the person who wrote that like hasn't done research. No, he until just like, noticed it happened. Yeah, and he was like, "Oh, it's probably." Um, and time for the, a long-awaited return, AJ of a segment that we don't do so much anymore but can
0: i guess what it is yes is it did you get a boner when
1: (laughs) no but uh, uh, please tell me of your boner
0: (laughs) no i didn't get one did you no
1: did you get one of the (laughs) no (laughs) No! shut up it was interesting we didn't talk about it but in the first one like beverly d'angelo is naked
0: well no we could talk let's talk about this briefly yeah this is this like so i think like comedies now well, actually comedies now tend to not be that overtly like exploitative, which yeah, is a good yeah. thing. But let's say comedies from five, ten years ago.
1: Yeah.
0: Like they do a better job of making the nudity or the sexiness also funny. Yeah, yeah. For movies in the eighties, it's like, right, screech the comedy to a halt. We've gotta just do something that's sincerely sexy for a couple yeah, yeah, of yeah. minutes. And it's insane. It's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, yeah but like um, Fast Times of Ridgemont High, another Amy Bicklin yeah, yeah, film yeah, with yeah. the Phoebe Cates theme. But yeah, there's like Christy Brinkley refused to appear naked, so she strips down to She's skinny dips, but you don't see anything. But it's I, like. Sorry, this isn't the first one. Yeah, right? the first one.
0: During the scene where just your your movie's protagonist is openly trying to cheat on this life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This but, is what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. The first one doesn't really make fun of that. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, buddies, this is what you can do when you're a hot blooded American. Yeah, when dad. you're on vacation. You know?
1: But yeah, the um, but yeah, then it's like Beverly, Beverly D'Angelo just randomly is naked. Just, and point, just pointlessly naked. Yeah. Which? And I just why I only know from uh she voices Lurleen Lumpkin in The Simpsons. <laughs> and when she when she sang in the first film, I was like, Oh my god, it's oh, Lurleen. Wow. But the no, it's it's a different segment. It's not Did you get a bone or when? Mm. Uh randomly place useless statistics. Oh, it's back. Yeah. So this is our this this film, European Vacation, is the second film. Uh, to star chevy chase and paul Bartel, that came out in 1985 that you and i watched for the podcast and recorded a podcast about in person in Christchurch <laughs> because they are both also in follow that bird <laughs>
0: <laughs> i would have never guessed it was follow that bird. <laughs> amazing
1: yeah anything else to say about european vacation
0: um I did think of so. Oh, so one of the plots, subplots of this mm. is that at the start, Clark films Alan doing a tease on his like brand new home video camera, yeah, which yeah. is ginormous. Yeah, yeah. And at first I was like, oh, funny joke. And then I was like, oh this is just what cameras look like in 1985 um and she's like okay you have to erase the tape and he's like yeah 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 and then the tape the camera gets stolen by a tourist in France and she's like you deleted that footage right and he was like yeah 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 Yeah. and then later she turns up on like a sexy lingerie billboard or something um all of that first of all not bad not a bad story engine i thought mm-hmm. and you could so see like if you were desperate to tell someone to try and make this movie sound like it's about something you could be like oh it's about that the, the exploitation of women well no no, no no i don't even mean that like philosophically i mean like um the log line for this movie could be after filming a, a risky tape of his wife i would buy that the, movie the camera gets stolen right um but also like I don't know. That still happens today. Like it's a, yeah, it's a, yeah. like an revenge ancient, born and, yeah, yeah, an ancient version of like a problem which would become much bigger in the years to come.
1: You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was uh, also one thing interesting about this film is that uh, it knocked Back to the Future off the top spot at the box office when it came out. <laughs> yes, uh, Back to the Future was at the top of the box office for three weeks, and then this overtook it for one week, and then Back to the Future uh, went back to the top for amazing, eight more weeks. <laughs>
0: amazing! What a what a statement on what European vacation as an entity is. Yeah, yeah. You know, Good enough to knock them out for a week, not good enough to stay there.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, how many years later? Four years later, we got National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, came out in 1989, as I mentioned, 70% on Rotten Tomatoes, directed by Jeremiah S. Chechik. And...
0: You know, the first one, Harold Ramer, second one, Amy hickling you'd think that, because you, you don't often get... Heavy hitters playing doing third or more yeah you know part three or or further and in this case you also don't but I' just th- yeah. th- th- think that Christmas vacation is such a place in people's hearts yeah and yet it's directed by who
1: Jeremiah s chichik well, yeah uh funny you should bring that up because i I do have a response to that so the <laughs> that's podcasting baby they Christopher Columbus was actually initially, uh, yeah, see that makes Chris sense. Columbus, I should say, yeah. uh, to direct the film, but uh, due to a personality clash between him and Chevy Chase, yes. uh, he left the film and was replaced by Chichik, Um as uh, you know, repents for that. Or, or you know, um, mm-hmm. he uh, John Hughes gave him the script to Home Alone. There we go. To, and and he was allowed to do that as like because it's like oh you know I was excited to work together here you can do Home Alone.
0: This is this is a real um, what are the someone and someone are dead rosencrantz and Guildenstern are, yeah. are dead of franchises yeah yeah, but yeah. it's just vacation is the reason imagine if vacation was the reason every single other franchise we'd ever done had been greenlit <laughs>
1: yeah the so this is again based on a john hughes actual uh, story christmas 59 i think and yeah apparently the studio begged him to to come come and do another one and he said oh you know i'll only do it because i have the short story that i like that i could base it on uh, and he said yeah those movies have basically become little more than chibi chase vehicles and he resented that right yeah and so that's why the fourth one doesn't have the national lampoon title and isn't that's um, why. and doesn't have anything to do with john hughes because they're like they're essentially disowning the franchise at that point but yeah we have a whole new film we didn't mention this in the last two, but once again, we have a new Rusty and Audrey because they're recast every time, mm. strangely. A uh, the, the couple of things about why they're recast. So the first one was Anthony Michael Hall and Dana Barron, who does return in we'll talk about Cousin this. Eddie. Yep. But the sh- uh, Rusty couldn't, Anthony Michael Hall couldn't do it because he was doing weird science. And so because he couldn't, Amy Heckling was like, let's recast both of them. Mm-hmm. And then they get, yeah, they sort of, Try to get the same looking people. They're
0: very similar looking. In, yeah, in and European then in vacation.
1: Christmas, they'd look nothing alike. But yeah, in...
0: Well, it's it's more than that. Yeah. So in Christmas Vacation, I don't know if this is talked about much, the ages are swapped.
1: Yeah, so the only... the I think the ages were supposed to be... Because what is it in Christmas? That she's older. He
0: he's she's older. Well, I I assume she looks yeah. older. Well, you've bought me a shirt that's in my washing basket over there that has. So Richard yesterday gave me a Christmas present. There was a Merry Christmas from the Griswolds T-shirt. Yeah, and it's from the Christmas vacation. So yeah. she's played by she she is a big role in Yellow Jackets. All right, but, but land well,
1: Rusty has a big role in uh, the, big Bang the Big Bang Theory because yeah. it's Johnny Galecki.
0: Yeah, um. But so, what I I, so when they recast the kids in the second one, I was like, You gotta do what you gotta do, kids age out of the role. And then I saw it was like only a couple years later, I was like, You probably could have
1: just well, I mean, Anthony and Michael Hall almost aged out of it while filming the last scene. Yeah, that's true.
0: So, you in the second one, it feels like it's out of necessity. What I loved about it in the third one is like, oh, now you're being funny with it. Yeah, yeah, Because the ages are wrong.
1: Well, in the fourth one, he goes, oh, I hardly even recognise you guys anymore.
0: But I I actually didn't like that. I don't think they should have acknowledged it. Yeah. Right? And here's, oh, we'll get to Christmas Vacation in a second. Here's something fun.
1: Right? Go for it.
0: What if? (laughs) What if each vacation movie? Yeah. And I mean, if you were to think about this in real world logic this is where you'd end up what if they each take place in a different timeline where the only difference is which sperm got to the like mm. you know like um uh, about time rules yeah yeah, yeah. That's what I think this is. Is yeah. that it's a it's a it's each one takes place in a timeline where the only thing different is the sperms that made the Griswold children, mm. right? And I, what I what I love about this is is that it really speaks to the heart of the multiverse theory. And I'm not talking Marvel multiverse. I'm talking before the multiverse was like this tired fucking pop cultural yeah. trope, right? Like because if any and all um outcomes are possible and and are true in the multiverse right then what i love about this is we are specifically watching the universes where clark griswold who looks like chevy chase married alan who looks like what's her name beverly d'angelo beverly d'angelo um specifically also his their cousin eddie also looks like um, Randy randy quaid uh and so it's like, it's not even like the whole thing's different. It's just, no, this is there the- There was some nexus point. The, yeah. The, yeah the, so the, the nexus points are still intact and it's just every so often because then in Christmas Vacation 2, Cousin Eddie's wife is recast, but then the original <laughs> um, the original Audrey. Audrey from the first film is plays Audrey. Uh, which is also like speaking to the specificity of what the multiverse would actually yeah. look like. That No, no, it's not just in one universe you look like this, in another universe you look like this. It's in some universes, in, in infinite universes, mm. you look exactly the same, and everything's exactly the same, except this one thing's different. And in even more... Even more infinite universes. Which is a real thing, yeah. Yeah. These are, that's what I just said is true, but also the version of your daughter from this other universe that has nothing to do with mm. you looks like this and this, you know? So, like, yeah. everyone looks like everyone in every universe. Was this
1: part of your continue the franchise?
0: Uh, no, because. Because it was mine. The, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> the, the 2015 vacation movie fucks this up by yeah. showing childhood photos. Yeah. But my theory there is that it's actually a demonstration of the Mandela effect in real time. That he's looking at... Fo- <laughs> and the universe is, is switching timelines as he's looking at right. the photos. Interesting.
1: Uh, yeah, when we'll we'll further elaborate on that when it comes to continue the franchise. But the... Yeah, Christmas vacation. What happens in this one?
0: So this one- They go on vacation. They No, well, they don't actually. What? Richard, you're you're dead, fucking kidding you're me. You're dead wrong. Um, Clark being a boomer American man just really loves Christmas, and mm. that's almost entirely the plot. It's, yeah,
1: we actually think it's gone a little too capitalist.
0: <laughs> that's what we think, <laughs> us millennials. Um, and he he's expecting- Sorry, he's he's expecting his Christmas bonus, but Brian Doyle Murray, who's such a film franchise Fortnite's guy, um mm-hmm. he, he he is like, you know, he's he's his boss and he's not giving him the bonus. And it's basically like he the the I'm telling you the one through line of the film, yeah, yeah. which is not really what it's about, but it's mm. the one thing that actually goes from scene to scene, is that he's already invested in a swimming pool mm. and hasn't yet got the money. Winds up with them kidnapping. Well, cousin Eddie shows up, who who wasn't in the second one. I thought that was interesting. Um, he shows up and they kidnap his boss, and that's what saves the day. Uh, The parents are around. The parents are all played by recognizable elderly comic actors. You got Doris Roberts from Everybody Loves Raymond. You should become Everybody Loves Raymond guy.
1: Mm, I know that I love Raymond.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, I mean, I'd seen this one before. And my memory of it was, it's not really a movie, it's a Christmas-themed sketch show that's about the same characters. Yeah. And watching it again now, I'm like, ah, oh, there is a bit more connectivity than I maybe gave it credit for. Like, the, the first one was called Episodic, you said, and like, mm. if that's true of the first one, it's definitely true of the, of the third one. But, I don't know, I quite liked this, I thought it was, um, yeah, I thought this was a good movie.
1: Yeah, I didn't really like this one.
0: Interesting. I I just So you took ages to finish this. You actually watched the rest of the franchise before finishing. Yeah, yeah
1: I finished it a couple of hours ago. And I <laughs> <Just> fell asleep. <laughs> so
0: unhinged and not at all like what we've done ever. Yeah, <laughs> um, but, but, you know but then you came up on, on Letterboxd and you only gave it two and a half stars. And I was like, what?
1: <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I really liked the first one. I had a great time with it. And then none of the others really did anything for me.
0: I thought, I, I thought all, you'd be a Christmas vacation guy.
1: All of the other ones... Um, like, were what I thought they were going to be. Right. But the first one, and maybe it's just because it caught me off guard in the first couple of minutes. Mm. And then I was like, okay, all right, I'm going to try being invested in this. Mm. Yeah, but, no, yeah, Christmas Vacation, I think just the, yeah, the disjointed nature of it, the, like, just watching it, and, yeah, watch the first hour of it in Auckland and then the last half hour of it in Christchurch mm. after watching the rest of the franchise. I... One of those films where I'm like, am I just lost or is this not about anything?
0: Christmas Vacation. Yeah. I don't think it's about anything. I think it's just like get in a room and come up with 40 different vignettes about Christmas.
1: Yeah. I guess, yeah, I didn't like that. There's the famous scene in it, which I'd seen before, when he uh, goes off on this tirade about his boss and he calls him a bunch of different names. Hmm. Um, And then he's like, hallelujah, holy hell, where's the Tylenol? (laughs) I think where's the Tylenol is a funny thing, but it's one of those, like... Oh, it's just I'm saying a bunch of words again. It's boomer humor. Yeah, it's, it's boomer humor. It's, it's the same as um, swearing at the, um, at the person at the car rental in Pine Strands.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's lampooner boomer humor.
1: Yeah, they actually tried to get the same. I think I oh, was it in Vegas, maybe. But they tried to get the same actress that from Pine Strands and Automobiles that does the "You're fucked," but they but they instead they got
0: for who which character
1: for. It's the maybe the desk clerk in Vegas, at the, the clerk at the Mirage. Oh, right, right, yeah, yeah. Um, but I can't remember the actress's name. But she's uh, she was on SNL, Julie Sweeney, and right. um, she plays her. And she's an actual blonde, but they gave her a wig to look more like that actress oh, wow. um, because they wanted her to be a to be a callback. Hmm. Um, Short story it's based on has an insanely racist depiction of an Asian man, apparently, according to Rachel. (laughs) Uh, There's a Thai college student attending Michigan State University who came with grandma and grandpa uh, Swenson. How insanely racist? His name is, uh, and it's spelled X-G-U-N-G space W-O, Zhang Wo. Uh, The the family's father calls him Gung Ho. And he's described as having huge buck teeth and giant glasses and speaks in a very stereotypically racist dialogue. He apologizes a lot and switches the L's and R's in every word.
0: Why do they want it? Why does John Hughes need to write this? Yeah. What is John Hughes is like, I don't know. Like, I hate I hate getting into these situations where I've just been genuinely shocked by someone thinking something is funny and then it just sounds like I'm trying to be like, oh, I would never. Yeah. But it's just, it's just genuinely is quite surprising that like, you could do that and not stop to think like, cause to me now it is so obvious if you came up with that character that it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You know? I don't know.
1: Yeah. I was at dinner the other night with some friends and, um, <laughs> telling the story. And one of them was of a different race. <laughs> and um, the friend of mine was telling the story about this, this Chinese guy that we used to work with. Um, And then I was like, oh, do the voice. Like, I was like, guys, guys. And he had met some of these people. I'm like, Alex does the best Chinese accent. And then he was like, do it, do it. Like, no, no, he's got to do the eyes as well. Come on. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, funny stuff, funny stuff. Uh, in the short story, it's the mum that really wants a big old-fashioned Christmas, not Clark. It's so it's the same switch from the first location yeah. story. Yeah, which, is which feels like that maybe in development it was more, became more of a Chevy Chase vehicle, the first one I'm talking about, and then that just carried on. Right. Um, name, a lot of name changes and things like that. Cousin Eddie's not in it.
0: Well, you know, once you've struck gold with Randy Quaid, you can't just not have the character. Yeah, exactly.
1: The... Um, when they when Clark it goes to the attic there's um, some old film reels and one of them is called Xmas 59 which is a reference to the short story Christmas mm-hmm. 59 um yeah uh, other the the Christmas bonus uh, actually comes earlier in the short story in the film it's like a yearless subscription to a jello company <laughs> uh, thing and in the it's earlier on in the short story and it's a lighter engraved with his name and his name's misspelled <laughs> yeah.
0: Is he called Clark Griswold in the stories
1: uh yeah, I think so right. but he uh interestingly Griswold is spelt uh with an a in every film except for European where it's spelled with an o
0: well, that's because it takes place in a different time a multiverse map. yeah yeah. Multiverse.
1: <laughs> yeah uh yeah i'm I'm surprised you liked this this one so much.
0: Well, I mean, again, it's just sort of like sitting there and letting it wash over me yeah. and being like, yeah, nice.
1: Ooh. Yeah, I, I there was a screen of it. I mentioned it this last time, but there was a screening of it close to my house, but I hadn't started the franchise. <laughs> but, uh, so I didn't go to it. But I mean, yeah, I could have watched them out of order because it had, didn't stop me. But the, uh, did you notice know, that it's a Christmas movie? It never takes place on Christmas.
0: Does Christmas not feature in the film? No, oh, it, there's it no opening it ends yeah. on Christmas Eve. And also like, to its credit as well, and maybe I'm remembering it wrong, it's not really
1: a movie. Yeah, you're right. It's not really. a movie. It's
0: not really a movie. <laughs> no, it's not a Christmas movie that's about the things I've usually seen Christmas movies be about. Like, I feel like Christmas movies, the the stress comes from like, what do I get for my whatever? Yeah. Whereas this is about like my his- daughter.
1: Our daughter's coming home for Christmas. We haven't... Well, the ham got run over. <laughs>
0: we're all we got ta- a- We're all tanned like <laughs> yeah, botox. Got, we got to. What else can you remember? We about got to beat Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> um, so. No, like it is about the one of the driving plots in it is that Clark can't get his Christmas lights looking how he wants them, mm. and like cool, I've ne- I don't think I've seen another Christmas movie. Oh no, wait, I've, I've seen Candy Cane Lane. It's actually exactly about that.
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but still, like it's. I, feel like,
1: I mean, I I feel like you said that in like um, I actually just watched a Home Improvement episode about <laughs> like, recently. Okay,
0: maybe I'm wrong then. But still, it's still like I think I'm more interested in that, and it's it's way more. Organic to the character to do a Christmas movie where that's the maid struggle than a Christmas movie where he's like trying to think of what he's going to get his wife. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's too that's too selfless. Yeah, right. Clark Griswold's like his his stories need to be about himself.
1: Mm. Yeah, the have you ever heard the term Griswold House? No. Apparently, it's part, it soon became part of the American and Australian vernacular to describe a house that is overly decorated in gaudy fashion to observe Christmas. Hasn't made it across the ditch. No. But the, uh, an interesting little side thing, talking about Christmas with the cranks, how many actors can really? you name that are in, and the, I, used, I remember standing at a fish and chip shop one day with some friends and we were talking about this, how many actors can you name that are in two unrelated Christmas movies? Tim Allen. Yeah, Christmas with a Crank Santa Claus.
0: That's probably about it.
1: Billy Bob Thornton is mm-hmm. in Bad Santa and he's in Love Actually.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: It's interesting because it's like...
0: Sorry, I, I should have come to the table with more.
1: You should have thought about that. You should have <laughs> known I was going to bring this up.
0: <laughs> uh, Jim Carrey is in Grinch and um, oh, the, Christmas Carol. Christmas
1: Carol, yeah. Um, Tom Hanks is in... Poly
0: love
1: Express. actually and the santa claus <laughs> yeah i mean this love actually probably invites a bunch more hmm. um but yeah let us know if you think of any more because it's an interesting thing piece of dumb mdb trivia the final line of the film is another classic joke <laughs> i did it after an entire movie of nothing going right it's hard to imagine this was the christmas that clark, clark originally envisioned. envisioned. <laughs> and- <laughs> Uh, next up, we got Vegas Vacation. This one came out in nineteen ninety seven, so it was like eight years later. Quite a, quite a, um...
0: yeah, massive jump. Mm. Yeah, and we've dropped National Lampoon, so they mm. they just stopped. Do you want to talk about titles?
1: Fuck you yeah, dude.
0: Yeah, fuck yeah. So, as said this before, especially with like how I'm kind of obsessed with things fitting into neat categories, I quite liked these titles broadly. I mm. would say that I'm. I'm gutted that National Lampoon was dropped for just the last one in the main series. Mm. That's, that's um, you know, National Lampoon's Vegas vacation really just rolls off the tongue. But it's also just this thing that's like exploitable that you can just chuck any kind of word. And that's how we'll continue the franchise, I imagine, is just pick a nation and then mm. put vacation after it. Um, a national Lampoon. Um, I will say, I do you reckon that, and if, would it be tidier if the first movie was called Family Vacation? So Family Vacation, European mm. Vacation, Christmas Vacation, Vegas Vacation.
1: Well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, what's what's your sort of belief on, like, adding stuff? Because it's like...
0: It's my favorite sequel title trope, is to take the original title and change or add something.
1: yeah. Amy no.
0: Heckling's great at it. Look who's talking too.
1: <laughs> yeah, true. I think that maybe we... Like... Yeah, I don't know. I I, I, I guess I just don't really like Family Vacation as a title. No. But the, but then also I don't like Vacation as a title.
0: Right. Ah, okay. I just
1: think Vacation's like...
0: What should it be called? Should be called Family Vacation? But that's separate to the, <laughs> what the sequel should have been called. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Clark's Wacky Adventure. <laughs> that's not that different from what one of the films is actually. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, maybe Home Vacation.
0: <laughs>
1: why? Because I'm, I'm past family guy now. Oh, ah, And right. I, that's why I don't like it being called Family Vacation. Ah, Sorry, there's right. a few layers to that joke. Yeah, but the I was not on the same yeah
0: story as you. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess Family Vacation works.
0: Hmm. I'm just saying, if all of them needed to be something vacation, I think I would have found that slightly neater. But I'm fine with vacation. My problems more lie in National Lampoon being dropped from Vegas Vacation, which is also like, wow, well, you should probably just shouldn't have put National Lampoon in front of fucking any of them. It's a yeah. weird, like, it's weird that they're known as that so definitively. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, and uh, Christmas Vacation Two, Cousin Eddie's Adventure. I Big guess- Adventure. Big adventure. National. Big I- big, island adventure. big island adventure. That one's interesting because it's like are these is this Final Fantasy rules? Like that to me speaks to my theory about right, the yeah. multiverse. This is like
1: Final Fantasy 10, two. Yeah,
0: yeah. Is the is it like that where it's like because right. it it is it kind of is that, right? Because it's like it's taking a specific sequel and being like, We are specifically sequeling this one. Yeah, yeah. You know?
1: But we're having a returning actress what should have
0: been the yellow jackets girl really yeah because that would be the way to do it to be because it's like like christmas the vacation movies i said final fantasy, fancy but it's also like this is zelda rules this is Mm. what every zelda sequel is it's just a remix of the same idea and not explicitly continuing on and it's like of all the franchises we've covered i don't remember another one being like this and of all of them to have this very almost um poetic, spiritual approach to the idea of sequel. It's very funny that that belongs to National Lampoon's Vacation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So Vegas Vacation, as I said, 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. It was directed by uh, Stephen Kessler. Mm -hmm. Um, No relation. But the... um, What's it about?
0: Um, Clark is rich and wants to go to blow it all on Vegas. He convinces everyone to go to Vegas for a vacation. No one really wants to. But he convinces them to anyway. The the kids are recast again. I think they're back to their. Well, no, now they're very close in age, and it's quite hard to tell. Yeah. Who's the oldest? Um, I thought they should have made Rusty the daughter and Audrey the son, and just never acknowledge that those aren't the typical gender names. Right. <laughs> um. That 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 to me is the expansion upon swapping the ages and Christmas vacation. Hmm. Um. So yeah, I think that that's um. That's basically it, Richard. I think. <laughs> they yeah, they're gone. They, they go they go it's it's
1: a lot more like um, the the trope of them all being sort of separated and having their own adventures. There's mm. not as much of them doing stuff together. Mm. Clark says that he loses all this money. Alan's is that she's uh, being courted by Wayne Newton. <laughs> it's
0: funny, man. It's funny <laughs> stuff. Um, Wayne Newton great at playing himself I thought it was funny and uh,
1: Cousin Eddie's there Cousin Eddie's there whose daughter is a stripper uh, who is played in the first film by Jane Krakowski and oh really yeah and so Audrey sort of goes in with her and um, you know joins the vegas showgirl scene and rusty, rusty gets a
0: fake id <laughs> and is known as nick papadopoulos or
1: something. um pa- uh, papa, G- papa, papa papa Giorgio. yeah um
0: and wins heaps of money playing it wins four cars <laughs> yeah. his
1: storyline's great like so this one has it's, a- do you know what this
0: movie is it's very malcolm in the middle yes
1: it is it is yeah i i actually quite liked a lot of this one i think I, I think the thing that I liked about it was seeing the family thrive yeah. after so long. Yeah. That it's like, we've always, it's just like, well, everything's going wrong. Everything goes wrong for Clark and things keep going wrong. And he, he has that moment of realizing, like, I am the worst part of my family. Mm. But yeah, like, seeing Rusty, like, fall in with these, like, mafioso types almost. And mm. um, it's also like, yeah, like, the whole Audrey storyline isn't that, like, exploitative or like i mean like it. obviously the whole point of it is that it's like mm. oh she's being exploited but it's not as problematic as you'd think it would be mm. um and a lot let's, of fun let's scenes bring with Wayne that up Newton. again,
0: talking about the 2015 film mm. when we get to that um, how exploitative these films are
1: <laughs> but yeah it's um but it's you know having said all that it's still a bad film i think
0: well i think it's things like there's a bit where they go on a damn tour they go to what da- oh, yeah. is, is it a famous dam, dam? Yeah. is it Hoover Dam? Yeah. They go to Hoover Dam and do a tour and Clark it's
1: the most famous. Dam. Well, I didn't know if it was Hoover <laughs> yeah. Dam. I know yeah. of Hoover
0: Dam. I don't know if that was That's the where famous.
1: they keep the Allspark.
0: All right. Um <laughs> and uh Clark like gets lo- gets separated from the tour. Mm. And from the damn tour. From the damn tour. Where's the damn damn tour? That was like, that was funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like that was funny. The 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 tour guide is like just kept saying damn.
0: Yeah, and getting getting directing Chevy Chase to not make it a joke. I thought was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting him to just say where's the damn damn tour, um. But he gets separated. Ends up like tarzaning a power line across <laughs> the hoover D- and it looks like shit it looks so bad it looks so bad and it's it's moments like that that made me go this is the worst one yeah, yeah. but outside of that it's like well it's like all of them are chocolate sundays. it's just this one has raisins in it hmm you know, Tot's if you, better. if you picked the right, ra- no, I don't like raisins. Sorry. Oh, okay. Just for clarification. <laughs> if you pick the raisins out, it's still a chocolate Sunday, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, like, and cause I had this thought. I, mean, I, I
1: would say they're like a plain Sunday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, they're a chocolate Sunday from like McDonald's, right? Like yeah. they're, they're, they're not a expensive chocolate Sunday. Right. But the, um, I did have this thought going into Vegas vacation where it's like, at least f- I, I guess people didn't like European, but from my perspective, it's like, was there, like, a period of t- almost 10 years where the Vacation Trilogy was the best trilogy ever made? Right, yeah. Right? Because, in term at least in terms of Gold Stars, right? Mm. We talk about Gold Stars, that's, that's a, f- a franchise with no clearly bad entry. Yeah. It can have a best entry. Yeah. Uh, and it's better if that entry isn't the first one, mm. But if it doesn't have a have a stinker, that's that's a gold star. And for a lot of people, this feels like this is what trilogies should ideally look like is yeah, yeah. is not have I mean, again, people didn't like European vacation, but I did. And so going into this one, I was like, Man, did, did people, were people just like, oh man, this new Vacation movie is going to ruin the streak? And then I watched it and I was like, I mean, if we're being realistic, it's not that much worse than yeah, the yeah, other yeah. three.
1: <laughs> yeah, there was... Um, Chivi Chase pitched an idea um, for a fourth Vacation film. Uh, a Swiss Family Griswold, it was called.
0: Oh, fuck off, Cheevy Chase. Call it... Call cool, it Swiss vacation. You, no, yeah. Uh
1: So this was, I uh, think, Griswolds get stranded on a desert island like Swiss Family Robinson,
0: ah, um, which happens in a movie we made. Yeah. Perhaps someone has a big island adventure coming yeah, after it. Perhaps.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the. He relented when the Warner Brothers executive suggested the Vegas as the setting, feeling the juxtaposition of the nuclear family in a city driven by sex and gambling would be a more entertaining film.
0: Oh yeah, because you haven't been banking off that for the entire series. Yeah. What?
1: It's such a such a weird thing, and then for Chase to be like, oh you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: To concede, um, he's pretty old on this one. This is the missing link of Chevy Chase. This is that, the
1: um, Star Trek Generations. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um, my letterbox review, I was very proud of, it said the piercification of Clark Griswold, because this is halfway between Clark Griswold and Pierce Hawthorne. Yeah.
1: But it is like, but then when you see him show up in Vacation 2015, it's like he looks, it's, he's gone so much further yeah, than yeah. you thought. But yeah, like the, when I said Star Trek Generations, that we both, when watching that film, were like, I going watching the original Star Trek films is like I cannot see how the William Shatner from Star Trek turns into Denny Crane from Boston Legal and then Star Trek Generations is like the perfect midway point. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I think like as well like it made me think like when were when, when did we stop allowing like comedy icons to just be blatantly losing their hair. Feel like feel like right. comedy like National Lampoon is the last time that, like, the biggest comedy actors in the world were fairly average-looking men,
1: right? Mm. It was like Louis C.K.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. Well, he's
1: relevant now. I don't know, who are the biggest... I mean, Keegan-Michael Key doesn't have any here.
0: Yeah, but he's shaved it. Right. I'm saying, like... Chibi Chase looks like shit in this, yeah, and and Bill Murray looked like shit for a long time. Mm. Fucking um, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, what's it, the guy you don't like from Christmas at the Craigs from *Ghostbusters*? Oh, Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd just always looked like shit, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, like we f- say what you want about boomer comedy, but we used to allow our comedy icon actually you know what it is we used to allow our male comedy icons to be ugly we We used to
1: not allow female comedy icons
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay okay i've done that thing where i've backwards myself into like realizing the very obvious like (laughs) exploitation that's been yeah i mean there
1: are there obviously were great female comedy icons of the time Mm. gilda Radner gilda she was, Radner, she was, my
0: favorite female comedy icon <laughs> julia sweeney
1: no but yeah i mean well um, okay who are your the hot, who are the hot comedy icons now
0: i mean like so i mean we literally have a case study here with ed helms mm. who's not like handsome but mm. he's not ugly like he just looks like a normal dude bill murray in ghostbusters one yeah. <laughs> looks like he is let- I look better than Bill Murray in Ghostbusters okay, well, let's not get hand, <laughs> like though, he so. has just let himself go already in that movie
1: I'm just I'm just googling comedic actors mm-hmm. Jim Carrey Steve Carell is fucking hotter than ever mm-hmm. Yeah, Adam Sandler Vince Vaughn
0: like these are the Chevy Chasers of today
1: yeah I mean I, I guess I'd like yeah I mean I, I don't know what like I would say because the frat pack mm. would be like the um, the next generation after the Chibi Chasers and the Bill Murray's, but then I don't know, like if you'd say like twenty twenties, what who that group is, and I mean maybe it's we haven't got fucking
0: Pete Davidson, who's real hot, well hot in a weird way,
1: <laughs> but that's yeah. still
0: better than Bill Murray hot, which is I guess not maybe
1: common. after the frat pack would be like Bill Hader and Jason Sudeikis. Mm. But like they sort I, I of like view, tail end. I know.
0: view Pete Davidson as like a result of gen z yeah, yeah like like birthed from the more of gen z, <laughs> yeah you know like and and we he, and he's on SNL and he's like for us this was Tina Fey and Bill Hader and Lonely yeah. Island right yeah, like
1: yeah. like well now they've got um what are the dude uh please don't destroy what's that that's the like the new Lonely Island comedy oh, really? trio yeah right. Yeah.
0: um well anyway like Pete Davison like he is designed by the times that he's popular in like it's yeah. so funny and so clear and it's it's always great when you realize you're living through a, a, a cultural, generation change yeah. yeah yeah a moment um yeah anyway this is just a rant about how ugly some celebrities used to be
1: yeah i <laughs> will ferrell's I, I, like let himself age pretty hilariously that's pretty true yeah, yeah. the here's a piece of imdb trivia It's it, it, it says rumor <laughs> the first film in the na- in the vacation series to not contain national lampoon in the main title
0: is that a rumor is it <laughs> as john hughes writer fact. of the
1: first three films which he wasn't the writer of the second one is no longer the screenwriter as he was also a writer of the national lampoon magazine i don't mm. know why it says rumor mm, mm. um interestingly so the there's a dealer in this film played by Wallace sean mm-hmm. who's like this reoccurring um character and Clark just has horrible luck against him, but then can win against other people. But he has this, like, this his damn pride mm. forces them to keep going against Wallace Sean, That character was originally said to be played by Jake Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was filming Mars Attacks. Uh, I was about was like, to say
0: he wouldn't do this. Then, you know, he was filming Mars Attacks. And I was like, <laughs> a worse film than Vegas <laughs> yeah. Vacation. Then he
1: plays two characters in. Does he? Yeah. Have you seen Mars Attacks?
0: I thought he just played the president.
1: No, he play, he plays someone else as well. Uh, um, But he Yeah So he, he was filming Miles Attacks He's good friends with Chevy Chase They asked him to do of it Of
0: course those two are friends yeah. Holy shit he, um, The Chevy Chase of the, dra- of the
1: dramatic Yeah yeah you know? he, he was also a big fan of the vacation film So he was like yeah That, that sounds fun <laughs> And um, But then he He had to pull out where, uh, James L. Brooks Cast him in As Good As It Gets And he was like Well I gotta work with James L. Brooks uh, So But yeah it's crazy that it's like he was going to do it. Yeah, right. Yeah. And they were also going to get. Uh, Chibi Chase also wanted to get his friend Rodney Dangerfield to play the guy sitting alone at the end that wins big on the Kino, mm. which is, and then passes away. And so the, and, but gives the Griswolds his ticket. who's mm. uh, played by Sid Caesar, who's like the other half of a comedic duo with the woman who plays. Um, Aunt Edna in the first film right. and so they did it as like a fun right. they were like oh it will be a nice tribute But I want, you want to- the
0: money the money's mine I want your money
1: <laughs> uh, yeah I mean what, what would you have thought if uh, Rodney Dangerfield had played them
0: I, I have an interesting relationship with Roger, uh, Rodney Dangerfield in that I like he's my mum He's my mum. <laughs> I'm like intimately familiar with what his shtick is. Yeah. In fact, I think he might have invented the word shtick.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: But I don't think I've ever actually seen a Rodney Dangerfield movie.
1: Yeah, he, he's a lot less known for movies. Caddyshack is the big one. Yeah, I haven't seen um, Caddyshack. But he, and then he's like... uh He's in a back to school, I think is the other one. Um, I, I, and, and, I the, a, and the uh, Rodney Danger Dog, whatever it is. About Even dogs don't get no respect.
0: I have this distinct memory of seeing a DVD for a Roger Dangerfield movie, Rodney Dangerfield movie, <laughs> yeah. when, in like United Video when I was like nine. Yeah. And looking at my dad and going, oh dad, what does this guy sound like? Like thinking my dad would know. And my dad was just like, I don't know. And I was like, I can tell by looking at him. I've heard him speak. Yeah. I was like, "What's the?" Li-? I think I was looking for. I get no respect, right? Yeah, yeah. But I was like, "What's the lie?" What? Yeah. What does this guy sound like?
1: It was funny. I, I was hanging out with our mutual friend David Krause, the other day. He's a comedian, and we were talking about like how so many of like the comedians of old that you're like, "These guys are the goats, man!" Like you got to watch this. Eddie Murphy's a classic example. Have you Have you watched Raw? No, you're Or told Delirious? Me about it. That it's like immediately disgustingly homophobic yeah. and um. Stuff like this, where it's like, it just hasn't aged well at all. And you're like, these guys are just not funny. Rodney Dangerfield is one that it is like, this guy is fucking hilarious. Nice. You watch, like, um, go on YouTube, watch clips of Rodney Dangerfield on Johnny Carson. And it's literally just like, he comes out, he does a set. And it, and it was like a big, uh, you, know, you know, you've know, you made it as a comedian. If Carson invites you to come over to the desk after your set. Mm-hmm. Um, and he would always get Dangerfield over. And he just asks him a question. And it just... He just sets him off on like another five minutes, and it's like they're all like like kind of say like one liners, but it's like fuck. He, he is so fucking nice. funny, um, and all just about how he gets no respect. And you <laughs> know, um, I tell you, I get no respect. I get no respect. Yeah, um, fantastic stuff, and yeah, someone that I that I just assumed Rodney Dangerfield isn't funny, but no, he is. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to say about Vegas Vacation?
0: Um just that like again conceptually it's valid it's not like it's not like space vacation right it's yeah, not, yeah. in fact it's probably more grounded than like European vacation yeah, yeah. like
1: I space guess vacation I
0: guess like people people like to be like oh sequels the more they go on they get more ridiculous and it's like I like this franchise if nothing else this franchise has surprised me at every turn mm. with how not what I thought it was gonna be it has mm. been
1: I guess. It's funny you say space vacation. It reminded me of something that um, Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo, or definitely Chevy Chase, but uh, reprised their roles in one of the Family Guy um, Star Wars things, the Blue Harvest. Uh, and it's one of these things that I've I've always quoted. I always find stuff I didn't realize it was actually a reference to. I I I, I knew it was a re- like a reference to the idea. I didn't realize it was directly lifted from Vacation. But in the first film, the bit where they go to like the hood, and he's like. Oh, you know, it's nice for us to see the the plight of the common man. Kids, you're witnessing all this plight? And then there's like a gunshot and they go, Roll them up <laughs> with the windows. And then in vaca okay, and um, Blue Harvest, they're like flying through the sky, like, No, it's good for you to witness the plight of the rebellion. Kids, you're witnessing this plight? Pew, pew, roll them up. And I, I've always said, Roll them up.
0: I think like that's a great example. And I thought about this while watching these movies as well, is like, the thing and I, I struggle with it, but I'm not gonna say I don't like it, but the thing with with the way that like Boomer comics wrote or Boomer screenwriter, comedy screenwriters, because I'm I am we can say like these guys were the the, the best of the best at the time, yeah, right? Is yeah. the style is like they will not hesitate to screech the story to a halt yeah. for like a quote unquote funny line
1: yeah, or yeah, a yeah.
0: funny gag or a funny joke, you know. It's
1: like, the original Marvel undercut yeah almost but it's in its own comedy like because now i think like john hughes was the marcus and mcfeely of his day
0: yeah there was i can't remember what it it was oh i'm gonna i'm gonna describe it and you're gonna remember what it was for me
1: is it from vacation it's from vacation god
0: i think it's the second one it could be any of them god it could be any of them (laughs) i but but there's a bit where they're on they're on the plane and a flight attendant comes up to to clark and she offers it offers him something
1: oh this is in vegas right the peanut
0: what is he what is the line
1: oh, i i can't remember but when he gets a peanut no and no he no. kicks eric Idle out of his chair <laughs> no. No, that, no that's from fucking um that's from island Adventures. Yes, yeah it's from island adventure yeah. <laughs> dude
0: no no the 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 flight attendant offers him something and he like comically mishears or misinterprets what she said and goes no no we're fine it's something like that like oh, yeah, yeah. oh it's 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 do she he's like can i get a coke she's like do you want it in the can he says no no he is just fine yeah, yeah. i fucking remembered the joke yeah yeah because because right? refer
1: like the can as being the, the, toilet. the toilet right
0: yeah. um and that is an example of jokes that i i wouldn't write i wouldn't screech the whole thing I... to put pl- to, 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 to a halt to be like I thought of a pun. <laughs> like, what if this happened? Like, it is what it is. It's a joke that works in isolation. That you could tell. You could just tell that joke. Flight attendant goes up to the it yeah. goes up to the passenger. Hey, do you want a coke in the can? Oh, I'll have one right here. You know, it's it's a jo- joke we tell, right? And it's like you don't get jokes like that anymore. And I'm not even I'm not commiserating that. I'm just realizing. Well, like
1: when you said you wouldn't write that joke, I don't think you're smart enough. <laughs>
0: I'm no Harold Ramis or John Hughes. Yeah,
1: that's a good joke.
0: It, I'm fine with the joke. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm noting that, like nowadays, I feel like comedy is all like it's it's really it really works without context now. Like I feel like it's mm. it'll either be like ridiculous and that works without context, or it'll be a joke that is like interwoven with the, with the character rest of the film, and, yeah. the yeah.
1: Well, I think. As well, I mean, part of that is, like, what I was saying before about, like, you can do a film, uh, the family goes on vacation, doesn't have a hook, that it's yeah. like, the, all, all the best jokes are taken. Yeah, all the best jokes are taken. Yeah. yeah. So, next up, we have a film that I, I have next to no information about, because <laughs> it's one of these classic films that just started existing one day. Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation 2, Cousin Eddie's Big Island Adventure, directed by Nick Mark, 12% audience score. I believe... I. It's difficult to fact check this, but just based on what I can think, the longest title we've had on Film Franchise Fortnite's. Really? I think so. It's 10 words, 74 characters. Um,
0: what's what's uh, Return of the King or Fellowship of the Return Ring? Return
1: of the King is also 10 words, but it's the least characters. The only one that I would have thought would maybe... Um, have its pirates of the caribbean, of the, caribbean and the curse of the black pearl which is 53 characters in 10 words
0: national lampoon's christmas vacation to cousin eddie's big island adventure yeah the best thing about this that being such a long title is I reckon like eighty five percent of that title you didn't need. Yeah, you don't need National Lampoon. It, they've already they already yeah, ditched yeah, it yeah. in the last one. You it's don't, so funny that
1: you're like National Lampoon. It's like that one's not deserving of the stamp, but you know what it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Like, and and if you watch what National Lampoon went on to make as well, fuck. Like, have you
1: watched many National Lampoon films from I, like their I, sex comedy straight to DVD era?
0: No, that's what I'm saying though. Like, yeah, fuck. Awesome. I've seen a lot. I've saw a few of them on
1: sleep. I was this so bad.
0: Yeah. Um, so, So. You not only could you just call it Christmas Vacation 2, yeah. Cousin Eddie's Big Island Adventure, you don't need Cousin, you don't need Big Island. <laughs> like, it could yeah. just be called Eddie's Adventure, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like, it's conveying, essentially, the same information. And we had an interesting time, can I reveal what... what our conditions were watching this movie yeah, if you like we smoked a little bit of illegal drugs together uh, and watched this movie and i, I don't think i was high though
1: really i was just enjoying the film i don't think <laughs> you were just enjoying <laughs> the film <laughs>
0: what i thought was interesting is that like because i pitched this to you as like these movies are the kinds of movies you get high to, yeah. right? Like, they they sing
1: when you're stoned, Yeah. right? I think um, I was just vibing off your energy.
0: <laughs> but the thing is that this movie's so beneath the threshold of what I'm willing to find funny that, like, being stoned doesn't make it funnier. Right. But what it does do is it, is it, it enlightens my, like, analytical It brain. heightens the drama. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so so we were noting every 11 minutes yeah, the yeah. plot would change yeah and then we realized oh it's because it's made for tv yeah there
1: were ad breaks every 11 minutes
0: <laughs> yeah and but it was so it was so it was like every 11 minutes the premise changed well
1: so, cause, so, so aj was like it first started out because you were like when they get the island adventure you were like this is coming up way too late in the film yeah
0: he gets Uh, like it's the second christmas movie i've seen in a week where the main character gets fired just before christmas yeah after candy cane lane
1: and And then and then you're like this is way too late in the film like how like how we only just get to this point we checked the time it had been 11 minutes and it's like that's pretty reasonable no it's
0: pretty reasonable for a good movie though i think in this so it's he gets fired and then he goes back to his old job for some reason and gets involved in a workplace accident. This is um, cousin Eddie, Randy Quaid's yeah. character. Um, he gets involved in a workplace accident, which means they offer him a family vacation mm. as so, so that he doesn't sue them, right? The
1: the um, accident is a monkey bites him on the butt and it heals instantly <laughs> because the radiation he's been exposed yeah. to. I thought that was that was my favourite joke in the film.
0: All of this could have been one five minute scene. But, like, he goes home in between getting fired and going back and getting in the accident. Like, it should be he gets fired, he gets bit by the monkey, and they're like, oh, let's give him, Mm. you know?
1: Should just start on the island.
0: Start on the island. So then, then for ten minutes, it's about them going to the going the, through the airport, going to the airport. Yeah, it
1: was eleven. It was eleven more minutes before we were like before they were on the plane. Yeah, yeah.
0: And then, like by the time they end up getting stranded on an island, and it looks like the worst. This is worse than Vegas vacations. Uh, Hoover Dam sequence. Right, I
1: thought you were just like, it looks like the worst Christmas ever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, they're on a boat that is like rapidly approaching an island, but the green screen work is shoddy and the the CGI they've done to make the island look uh, like it's getting closer yeah. looks like it's something out of mist. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, mist the game,
1: the computer game. You vaguely, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's it looks like shit. Um and yeah, they get stranded on this island, and then I can't remember what happens.
1: They get off the island. They get off the, the island, and Aussie, it's Christmas time. Yeah, they're Australian. They're Australian friends. Well, so, so they have Christmas on the island. They realize that, like, oh, they had everything they needed because they were together. Mm, and then beautiful. Yeah, Randy Quaid fucking knocks the pilot out, and then he has to land the plane. <laughs> then he um, has
0: to land the plane. It's, <laughs> like, it's classic Lampoon. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, it's like I said, it's a movie that just started existing one day. And, I mean, it's a made-for-TV film, like I said. Mm. Um, Yeah.
0: How many of these relatively obscure made-for-TV sequels have the words big adventure or adventure? Like, I feel like it's such a great way to show that this is not going to be
1: good. Yeah, yeah. Sharpay's um, Fabulous Adventure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, London Adventure, the Scamps London Adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever it was. I
0: think putting adventure in your title is a sign that the writers or the producers or whoever's titling it do not care.
1: Well, it's it's like it's like having a laugh track. They're telling you it's an adventure, yeah, so yeah, that you know yeah, to have yeah, fun. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, this movie has Lizzie McGuire's brother in it.
1: Yeah, and boy was he cracking out.
0: He's a very bad actor. I'll say is. that about
1: him. Very bad actor. <laughs> but like in an amateur like a very bad actor and like in a real amateur way like very like not present in the scene mm-hmm. anticipating things mm-hmm. you know when he
0: when he's supposed to be emotional it sounds like he's i'm, I'm going to demonstrate for you because as a director this is something you know i've been getting into directing the last couple mm-hmm. of years this is something i've noticed that is the threshold i think i think inexperienced actors don't realize there's a threshold and mm. experienced actors know you've actually got to start in front of the threshold right right and that threshold is um at one point in the film lizzie mcguire's brother is told we're going to go hunt something or we're going to do this and and he gets given like a spear and he runs off screaming mm. right here's how lizzie mcguire's brother performs there right he gets it and you see him run past in the background and he goes ah right mm-hmm. how he should have done that is ah! you know? like mm-hmm. he, he's he is being the character the character yeah. is being silly yeah, yeah yeah not the act the actor is also being silly but mm-hmm. the the character should be taking this seriously but the the character is behaving how a young actor who's insecure to show his genuine yeah, yeah. level of emotion in front of a bunch of cast and crew you know so it's like yeah, that's what I've discovered, is that that people need to be pushed past a threshold in acting, mm. where they start to go, oh, I actually have to act like this is real, even though at the moment it feels silly to do. Yeah. You know,
1: you know when you're directing someone, and, like the, the worst thing you can do as a director is like say it like this. Mm-hmm. Give them a, a line read, it's called. Um, a way to get around that, um, they're talking about this on the Scrubs podcast that Bill Lawrence would do, is um, if someone just wasn't quite saying it right... And you know, the point where it's like you're so frustrated or like person's experienced and you just can't get it out of them. Um, he would say, Oh, the table read you did it like this. That was great. Because then they think it's their idea.
0: <laughs> oh my god, that's brilliant. Yeah.
1: Um and he's like, Oh, you should do it like you did at the rehearsal when you were like, boom. And then yeah. um
0: Let me tell everyone a secret from what uh, yeah, this is to that, <laughs> from what I've learned it's so much of directing yeah. is how to disguise yourself saying you're not doing it right. Yeah. And it's so much of it is, is about feeding an ego so that they don't get to the point where they're thinking, oh, have I, am I not doing the? Am I not good enough? Yeah. Like as a director, my main goal is to have actors not question whether or not they're good enough. And they never are, Rich. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, that's good stuff.
0: Using cousin Eddie's adventure to curtail into like filmmaking channels. Yeah
1: i do you want to move on to vacation 2015
0: oh god is there anything else we should mention it is the second christmas entry in our christmas special yeah. episode i'm trying to think if there's anything else that i wanted to mention it's a
1: bit of racism you like that <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is Well, I, I i was gonna say i didn't like how they took lizzie mcguire's brother and made him like a perv because it's like it's lizzie mcguire's brother like this is an he's action he's a perv in lizzie mcguire is he Probably. <laughs> He's probably going to grow up to be one. Ed Asner is in this movie? Yeah, yeah. Re- like, re a recast as... So, it's supposed to... I think it's supposed to be Clark's dad. Yeah. From Christmas Vacation. Who kind yeah. of looks like Ed Asner, but isn't. Yeah. And then in this... They got someone more famous. It's like a reverse. It only looks more like it, Asner. It? Yeah, <laughs> it's like a reverse. What usually happens where they recast, yeah, yeah. you know, somebody who looks like the A-lister but isn't.
1: Yeah. what? Um, how does cousin Eddie fit into the family tree?
0: Isn't he Alan's brother?
1: So apparently, like apparently not. Oh. And it's just like he's, um yeah, but the one I think John Hughes was like. Yeah, I guess we never did a family tree, and they were like unsure of how he actually. He's fit not in.
0: Clark's cousin.
1: No, so I think um, the Eddie's wife is, um,
0: Alan's, Alan's cousin, cousin.
1: Ah, uh, okay, yeah, right. Because yeah, he's Alan's cousin. Well, thank God
0: cousin. we worked that out. Randy Quaid now a fugitive or some shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, once did a straight to DVD movie sequel to Christmas Vacation. Yeah.
1: And then the franchise would lay dormant for uh, 12 years. Hmm. Well, actually, it was in 2010 that they were like, you yeah, were doing a reboot. Um, called Vacation, came out in 2015. First film from Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly. They'd written a few other films beforehand, but now these guys are doing pretty well for themselves. They've two other films, Game Night, which is best studio comedy in the last 10 years, probably, and Dungeons and & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, which...
0: Has was, potential.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> which was fine. Yeah. It came out this year.
0: Um, And isn't it interesting how much of like how not promising their first film was? Yeah. If you told me that these guys they wrote
1: it and weren't intending to direct it but then got the gig somehow.
0: It's not it's not it's game night, as you say, is so good. And this has none of that yeah. in it. Like, like not
1: only like Game Night's really well written, but like the the best thing about Game Night is that it is using the language of film to enhance the comedy. Mm. And it's like it is if you watch Game Night with the sound off, apart from probably a few physical gags, you would think it's a thriller movie because it is shot like a thriller movie, right. and the way it is shot makes the film funnier yeah yeah and there's like and there's all these like great little elements like when they're driving away there's like um the car is mounted in like a third person view like on the back of the car so it looks like gta or or a racing game there's a lot of like tilt shift shots when they do like um landscapes which makes it feel like they're all game pieces and yeah, like yeah. the the roundabout on their street is the game of life spinner mm. and it's like so much of this like intelligence gone into that and um i'm I'm not a dnd guy but the i'm a home improvement guy but the dungeon dragons movie so many people like watch i went to the premiere of it and it's like you can tell there who was a dungeon dragons fan because there would be like this one little random throwaway line or like a creature you see and they would be roaring with laughter yeah, because yeah. it's like there, there was so much love <laughs> gone into it and then this film was just like it's a pretty shitty studio comedy mm. and i say shitty because there's a big old poo scene in it
0: there's a big poo scene where they <laughs> they jump into the um raw sewage raw sewage because they think it's the hot pools yep so this is despite probably what i what a lot of people thought including me before watching it yeah it's just a straight up sequel it's it's not a reboot. I mean, it's a it's a reboot in the in the. It's a reboot. It's not a remake. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, but no, Ed Helms plays Rusty. He is the fifth actor to play Rusty in mm-hmm. the film, um, in the series. Sorry, uh, and what well, and in the film, kind of. Yeah, because of the pictures. Yeah, yeah he looks at pictures, um, and in an effort to sort of bring his family close together, he decides to recreate his the vacation that he cherished from when he was a kid and take his family which he shouldn't
1: world. it was a terrible time
0: yeah <laughs> um and yeah i mean look at it it's just it's another force awakens thing isn't it mm. it came out before force same or? year would have come out before so right? you would be a couple months before, but yeah. we attribute that the distant sequel that's basically just a remake of the first that's like that gets attributed to force awakens but vacation did it first
1: i would also say creed does a little bit of that but Creed's good, yeah. <laughs> and that was twenty thirteen, mm. yeah.
0: Mm. Creed Creed feels like no, that. No, that was twenty fifteen. Creed it? feels like it's it's more of a passing the torch situation,
1: though. Yeah, yeah.
0: Although maybe it's a combination. Maybe it's passing the torch from passing the torch sequels to basically the same as the first yeah,
1: yeah. one. Sequel. No, so Creed was twenty fifteen as well. So that was like a month before force awakens or like only a couple of weeks before force awakens. So when did vacation come out in 2015? We could be honest on something here. It's yeah. Like, that, was, that was the first one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There you go. It's the first one according to us. <laughs> um, and yeah, so he's got his wife, um, who's played by, um, Christina Applegate, Christina Applegate. And he's got two boys and he, they, they do a very funny scene, Richard, where they're like, it's not like the original vacation. This time that had a boy and a girl. This is two boys. Mm.
1: And this this vacation going to stand on its own.
0: All this shit that's like was very pointed and, and cutting in twenty fifteen. It was the trailer moment. <laughs> like it was in the trailer. Yeah, like yeah, it genuinely yeah. was. Um and yeah, it's just basically a a twenty fifteen version of the nineteen eighty two one. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Gozondo, Gozondo, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Is,
0: is one of the boys,
1: he has a few cameos: Charlie Day, Caitlin Olsen, mm. um, Tim Heidecker. Yeah, yeah. Um, Michael Pena,
0: and they're pretty. They're all the all these cameos are probably the best part of the film. Like Charlie Day, especially, I thought was like really funny. Yeah, when he when he shows up. Norman Reedus. He, Norman Reedus is so funny.
1: I yeah, think. they they ask him if he's a rapist, and it, he just stares at them for like ten seconds without answering, and it's so funny. <laughs> well,
0: because he's a trucker, and they yeah. they think he hates them because the the youngest son, who's like a potty mouth, who bullies his older brother yeah, p- which, putting a plastic bag over his head <laughs> you you were like you told me before this you're like i fucking hate
1: this i movie. fucking hate this film I you do. were
0: cracking up <laughs> you, you were like lizzie mcguire's brother in that tiktok <laughs> because you were cracking up
1: i i was feeding off the energy of being with other people
0: and being a little bit stoned no i um... i wasn't stoned <laughs>
1: no i mean like i'm like jimmy fallon with my laughter i think I I give it out like nobody's business.
0: Not when you're podcasting with me. Oh my fucking god, AJ! <laughs> Compared if you were to go back and listen to every episode of this podcast. I am laughing eighty percent of the time through the silences. And okay, I, AJ,
1: that's because I'm funnier than you.
0: <laughs> there you go. Great. <laughs>
1: no, I. What think, do you think
0: that would win them over to your side?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I I I laugh harder at you. I guess so. Yeah, I've I've never made you laugh <laughs> as hard as I as you make me laugh.
0: It's just every ten episodes, I'll get a good belly laugh out of you.
1: If 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 if, if there was like if it was like a laughometer meter like in Monsters Inc. Yeah. I would have filled up more canisters than you. Uh, I disagree. I I disagree. You, you,
0: you would maybe have
1: I, yours wouldn't even fucking register.
0: No, I I would be I'd be got cans coming out of my ears, but they would be. Um, That'd be like skunk weed, whereas you've got pineapple express. I've filled up my cans
1: with right. So you're you're really mixing metaphors here.
0: Yeah, like crazy, man. Like, it's crazy what I'm doing right now. What I'm I also saying. also think. are we just are we
1: discounting you laughing at yourself though?
0: I think I laugh to to to. Um,
1: Try and, try and lead me to Sometimes,
0: sometimes. But I think it's, it's what I'm saying is You're like- You're doing your own laugh track. My, yeah, kind of. My canisters <laughs> are filled with low quality laughs, whereas you fill you fill yours with one big laugh every few episodes.
1: Yeah, and it fills more than you.
0: I don't think it would fill more- well, than I laugh
1: you. so much. You cannot- I laughed all through Vacation 2015. I feel my hate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you got me there. <laughs>
1: uh- Yes, yeah, so like what are some of the vignettes in this one? Um, the poo. They, they, yeah, they stop at a Hot Spring and they go see Audrey, who's played by Leslie Mann in this film, and his husband by by Chris, Chris Hemsworth, which is our, randomly plays you statistic, this is our second film covered on the podcast, uh, which is a reboot kind of sequel to a Harold Ramis film which stars Chris Hemsworth after Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters.
0: Yeah, right interesting um yeah
1: yeah and he's got a big cock that's the whole joke that's the whole joke see here's again they also they, it's worth mentioning they stop in and see um clark and yeah, alan well. played by chevy chase and, and it was, again
0: i thought he was great i thought chevy chase had still got it <laughs> <laughs> when he,
1: when he f- falls the drops the guitar
0: yeah so good so good um Talking though, of, of I, I said before, like this franchise just did none of them were what I expected it to be. Mm. And I think that this is an interesting conversation coming off the back of watching Ted in our last fortnight. Because Ted and Ted 2 are examples of these, like, we talked about this on the episode, but they're studio comedies that are just pre Me Too. Like, mm. so just pre Me Too that you would be forgiven for assuming they're post Me Too. Just by how they look. I yeah, mean. Yeah. But then you watch them and you're like, wow, there are hate crimes in this yeah, film, yeah. right?
1: I, so I was just laughing because preemie too. They're like preemie is one word. I just thought that was funny.
0: That is funny. You're right. Should have got a massive belly laugh out of you. <laughs> your, your can's fucking empty. Um. So so I was expecting Vacation to 20, 2015 to be... Just the poster child of the the Anchorman two, the Teds, the these yeah. these twenty thirteen to twenty sixteen comedies, which look modern enough, but then shock you with how problematic they are. Mm. And not only is National no not National Lampoon, it's just Vacation twenty fifteen. Not only is it fairly safe, I think there's a couple of jokes here and there that are, are a
1: little what good. like the I was waiting, and I've seen this movie two or three times already, but the ho- even watching it now, I was waiting for the younger brother. To call Skylar Gazondo an f And he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. Says he has a vagina.
0: Right. And that is That is still vaguely problematic.
1: But the way it's handled but is But the
0: like, way it's handled is accidentally progressive. And yeah. what I mean by that is I don't want to give this movie credit yeah. for being progressive. Because they're trying to be funny about it. Yeah. But... He, yeah, so the little brother's a, the whole the whole story of the whole fucking movie is that the little brother bullies the older brother. Like this is some revolutionary comedy concept yeah. that must be explored. Because well, right? he
1: used to beat the shit out of your older brother. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: normal. <laughs> no, um, and and when he says he has a vagina, uh and he writes he writes, I have a vagina on his guitar, and and, um, and Ed Helms, who's playing Rusty, he's like. Now, you know, um, son, whatever his kid's name Yeah, oh, this is a teachable moment. This is a teachable moment. And, and he's like, you know, like lots of men are actually uh, born with vaginas. And, and like, it essentially explains like gender dysphoria yeah, in yeah. 2015. And again, I want to be clear the movie is going, isn't it ridiculous that Ed Helms thinks this? I don't think the movie is being cool about it. I think the yeah, movie- Yeah, yeah, sure.
1: I, but I, I think that, yeah, the it's not that like, how ridiculous is that he believes this? It's like, um, watch him try to be progressive when the scene clearly isn't calling for that. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. And he, I think he, there's even a line that's something about like, oh, we've got to be progressive. We've got to move with the times. Yeah. Like something that feels so pointed that I was like, this is a, kind of a- low-key fascinating movie in a lot of Mm, a lot of ways right like it exists in this time period where where and like built off the legacy of this like series with with like tons of problematic material in it and then it it goes out of its way to kind of be not be that but in a way that still feels problematic at the same time yeah
1: but yeah like on the whole i've Mm. said i hate the movie what did you think Mm. of it
0: I didn't like it, but I yeah. think it's interesting. And I think <laughs> I think generally, hmm, this this franchise was on a good track to right. be, to rank surprisingly high in our franchises. Mm, yeah. I think, and now it, now it doesn't. Now yeah, it yeah. won't. But like f- by Vegas Vacation, I was like, well, man, from my twenty twenty three, and then reads- you and then
1: you watched Two with me and hated it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, so that's the franchise that mm. is national lampoons Merry vacation Christmas. Merry Christmas to you AJ
0: thank you so much oh we're shaking hands oh, my, my I'm just flagrantly brushing past the bike with my beard yeah my beards my beard squeaking you've probably heard that all throughout the episode
1: oh, buddy I've heard that all throughout my bloody life oh a my comically God, he's, squeaky and not had...
0: have sex on this
1: bed yeah <laughs> not that that's a problem for you <laughs> hey! hey Oh! All right. So... in my life now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need to continue the franchise, which mm-hmm. is a segment where we pitch our own continuations of the franchise. There are a couple of other continuations to mention, though. In mm. early 2010s, there was a Super Bowl commercial uh-huh. uh, with Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo, and it said some of the actors to have played Rusty, and um, but I <laughs> didn't watch the commercial. And then I think off the back of that commercial, I met a couple like, it was for... Um, it's for a car company. And it was, uh, and then they did Hotel Hell Vacation, which was like a further series of commercials.
0: So you're telling me there isn't a list anywhere that's like, ca- there's not a Wikipedia page for cancelled vacation sequels. No. Because doesn't this feel like there mm. would be that? There should be a list of 30 films that never got okay, made. Okay, name them Asian Vacation, African Vacation, I, Australian Vacation. You've
1: gone, you, starting off with continents when you've got, like, <laughs> so, 27 more to but do. But that's my point, right? Space it's vacation. Space,
0: like, all of these feel like...
1: Time vacation.
0: Time vacation. Multiverse vacation.
1: Yes.
0: Um, My Continue the Franchise, I think. Yeah. I've got two titles in mind. Yeah. And this is a way to bring Chibi Chase back, whom I love, apparently. Apparently I want to bring Chibi <laughs> Chase back. I reckon you could either go um national lampoon's twilight vacation
1: they got a forks
0: <laughs> no twilight is in like in the twilight years right yeah or national lampoon's retirement or retirement vacation yeah and it's just their life all
1: vacation they're going on vacation from life wow
0: death fake vac- what is he dies at the end after life vacation after life vacation
1: river sticks Hell, like hell, hell vacation.
0: vacation. Heaven Vacation. The un- Underworld... National Lampoon's Underworld Vacation.
1: National Lampoon's Resident Evil Vacation.
0: <laughs> anyway, that's all I did for it. Nice.
1: Uh, yeah, or well, like... Um, you want like a Siani's funeral sort of situation, don't you? <laughs>
0: what a crazy thing to reference.
1: <laughs> a film that doesn't exist. So... An obscure... We, we need a, to a non-existent f- sequel to a very obscure New Zealand film.
0: To a, and, and that's a joke that i've made up off <laughs> yeah. so there's a film in new zealand called sione's wedding and i um. always thought it'd be cool if they made a trilogy that was sione's wedding sione's divorce sione's funeral
1: <laughs> but they said they made sione's 2 back in business unfinished business unfinished business yeah uh so yeah my continue the franchise i wrote down into the rusty verse as my thing um i think that just sorry feminists no sorry um, actresses played Audrey I mean one of them died um died young but the I I think that you with Anthony Michael Hall Johnny Galecki and Ed Helms you have like three pretty recognizable actors that play Rusty and because of the ages when they were cast like all could play like about the same age Rusty
0: what if it was more of a um not Mister Magorium's Wonder Emporium, the imagination of Doctor Peness yeah. situation, <laughs> yeah, where where Johnny Depp, Jude Law, and Colin Farrell filled in for Heath Ledger yeah. after he died.
1: Yeah, um, but yeah, I was thinking that it'd be like, yeah, there's a few different ways you could set it up, but like if Ed Helms is now like the prime timelines Rusty and finding out that there were these other ones, and then like team out with them for the ultimate vacation or something. Yeah, 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 that's cool. Um, but yeah, I just think that like. Ed Helms obviously more so, but that like Johnny Galecki, Anthony Michael, all, all kind of they're all the same kind of actor, you know. Who's
0: the the Paul Schmuck who played the non-famous? Well, there'll be two. There'll be yeah, European, European and, BK. and Vegas. The yeah.
1: European one has appeared again, but I think maybe in like in that commercial or something. Um, but his I saw his name pop all the time. It's probably not important to be honest.
0: All right. <laughs>
1: well, Richard. We're nearly done then, yeah.
0: right? That's that's our vacation over. We've just got to do the arduous task of ranking the franchise yeah. right now. Neither of us have a computer in front of yeah, us. Yeah, which so, is difficult for us. Um, shall we just look at the list? And uh, Yeah. Do you have it open?
1: No. I'm looking at Facebook.
0: Oh, my God. This is going to take so long to yeah. sign out and sign in as Oh, it's not going to autofill it for me? Okay, thank you. Colt Popsha Media at gmail.com password Alligator2. <laughs> What's That's the a Scrubs reference. Alligator3.
1: Now, what is the actual password? Oh, I-, I can do it if you want.
0: Okay. Richard's going to do it because I can't remember the actual password.
1: <laughs> mm. um, well, okay, let's just look at the list. Find where to put it, and then when you're editing this, just pull it up and put it in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, cast, cross no, members, cult, option <laughs> Lists, FFF ranking. All right, okay. Is it, be- is it above or below the Nymphomaniac constant? Uh,
0: I feel like it might be above it.
1: Above it, we've got Mighty Ducks.
0: I think this is a better franchise than Mighty.
1: Ducks. Is it better than Anchorman? Yep. Better than Predator. Yep. Better than American Tail. Yep. Better than Rugrats. Yep. Better than another
0: family vacation series. Yeah.
1: Better than uh, Next Generation Star Trek. Yep. Better than Psycho. No. Okay, so it goes. <laughs> it goes at number. <laughs> <laughs> Goes to number eighty-seven between Psycho and Star Trek Generations. <laughs>
0: what a crazy thing to say <laughs> yeah. about a franchise. Okay,
1: Any so contents. remember to check that. I mean, or next time you're at a computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then next is to reveal the next franchise. Oh wait, no, there isn't does. one.
0: That's right, everybody. That's the end of film franchise Fortnights, possibly forever. Um, if <laughs> so brutal. <to> say shit <laughs> like that. Um, if you enjoyed this e- episode, and if you've do- enjoyed the podcast this year, thank you so much for sticking with us. It's been um so fun to uh, do this year after year. It's I uh, genuinely. Cherish this podcast And the people that listen to Yeah it. I'm going and to
1: cherish, cherish the memories Of this podcast
0: And the person I podcast with
1: And the laughter That I bring you
0: um, If you want to Stick around Until after this music ends We'll do a post credit scene But until then Once again Follow us on Instagram And Twitter Join the Discord Tell us what your Favourite vacation movie is um, And we'll see you In a couple of weeks Well there'll be Stuff will be released On the feed next week Put it that way Yeah um, But thank you so much For joining us For our vacation I did it! We did it!
1: I did it, another classic joke. Yeah. This is not the podcast you wanted. Welcome along to the post credit scene. There's a segment at
0: the end of each episode where if you donate $5 or more over at patreon.com slash you get to give us something to talk about in this, the post credit scene. Richard, what is it and who's it from?
1: Today's one comes to us from Joe Rundle who writes, What are your favourite chain restaurants and what are some from New Zealand that we might not know about in the rest of the world?
0: Um, we have a pretty f- prominent pizza chain here called Hal Pizza. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Are there any other
1: specific to New Zealand? Burger Fuel.
0: Burger Fuel. Georgie Pie was a thing for our. Yeah, parents. Georgie Pie was a huge
1: one. Um, I a lot of people have gone off Burger Fuel. I've gone off Burger Fuel. I, their aioli is fucking incredible.
0: I think here's my here's my take on Burger Fuel. Here's th- this is what the post credit scene is asking, right? Like, describe it to us. Yeah. Okay. Imagine. A huge burger, yeah. like too big for any human to eat. Yeah. Right? Imagine it cost you thirty dollars for a combo. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Maybe even thirty-five dollars. Right? And now imagine it's sopping wet. That's what burger <laughs> fuel. My
1: like. uh, one of my favorite. It's only in Christchurch, and there's there's, there's a couple of um, uh, locations of it, but a place called Burgers and Beers. Mm-hmm. Simple name, simple burgers love that place go there every time I'm here. I've got it for for lunch today. so that's why I'm I'm still not that hungry because they're, they're big servings they got famous chips and gravy um, but out of like what would you say out of like the big the big dogs, what is your favorite?
0: Oh, uh, not just New Zealand ones Yeah I
1: well, out of like you know, like a lot of like um, KFC, Burger King, vary a lot from like location to K- location totally. like, but like McDonald's is the most consistent one
0: I agree I think McDonald's as I've grown older McDonald's is the only one I have any kind of um joy from eating now mm. whenever I, I yeah whenever I eat Burger King it's like god whenever I eat KFC KFC will last me the meal and then as soon as I've taken that final bite yeah yeah, yeah. I'm done Pizza Hut I'm still all good with I don't I've never liked Domino's. Yeah, interesting. Um, I
1: I like um I only really got into cheeseburgers this year.
0: What do you mean?
1: Yeah, like from McDonald's. Like specifically McDonald's cheeseburgers. And so I I wouldn't get McDonald's that much. I'd get like, you know, um or one of their like I'd get one of their fancy burgers. Like we have a um like Grand Angus range and shit. Mm -hmm. But um also it's worth mentioning McDonald's is a lot better in New Zealand than it is in the States. Right. Having had it in the States, like it's um a lot better ingredients and stuff. But yeah, like, I never really had McDonald's cheeseburgers until because I didn't like the pickles. And what are you then I started getting about? them. And I just, like, I would always just be like, no, I'm not going to get just a cheeseburger. I just thought I didn't like them. But, um, well,
0: to be fair, I get, I, I would get a quarter pounder, like, right. like a big cheeseburger.
1: Yeah. But I, I double triple and triple, che- du- double and triple cheeseburgers. Oh my God. There was one night I got really drunk. And when I, I came home, got overeats and, got like a McDonald's cheeseburger double cheeseburger or whatever and I went up to Jess was in bed and I went up and was like eating this cheeseburger and was like hunched over the bed and was being like (laughs) Jeez. I love cheeseburgers. I, they're so good. And she's like, yeah, I know. And I was like, I've only really just gone, I've wasted so many years of my life not eating cheeseburgers. I've,
0: I've been your friend for a while now. And in this friendship, I've heard you say the most ridiculous thing. I've heard you tell the world, I'm going to be a family guy guy now, right? I've, I've, screw that. I'm going to be a home improvement guy. Now you're like, I'm a, I'm, I'm a cheeseburger guy. I thought you'd been a cheeseburger this whole time.
1: (laughs) You thought I'd been a
0: cheeseburger this whole time. A cheeseburger guy. That's why he's
1: been looking at me like drooling for the past two hours.